Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I think they can hear me now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was speaking on the other microphone, waiting for someone to tell me if they could hear me. Praise the Lord. I guess no one could hear me on the other microphone. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm hoping to continue with the Bible study that we started on Saturday. And if some of you have not uh, heard uh, the Bible study, uh, praise the Lord. Go back and and go to the beginning and follow it. Thank you, Lord, because there's a lot of information that we've been sharing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God, and, and, and thank you, Lord. We want to continue. I want to go ahead and begin to pray because I know there are people trying to log in, but the enemy, hallelujah, is coming against them. Praise you, Lord. And the only thing that is going to happen, stop is the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, we ask you, Lord, we repent of our sin and transgression. Lord, we ask you to send billions and trillions of warrior angels, Lord, to clean out my home in this office, to cover my family, Lord. Everyone listening, Lord, that are your people, your bride, clean up the home, clean out the life of trillions and billions of angels, Lord. Your people trying to lock in to listen tonight, Lord. Send trillions and billions of angels from north to south, East to West, in Jesus' name, Lord, cover everyone listening under the blood of Jesus, your bride, your people, Lord, and minister, Lord, to your people, Lord, according, Lord Jesus, according to their needs. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Oh, God, mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Glorify yourself, Lord Jesus. Glorify, Lord, give me the word, give me the revelation of your word. You are... My rabbi, Lord Jesus, teach you, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach us, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray to the Lord. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. The Apostle Paul says to the uh, Thessalonians 2, 2 says, But we beseech you, you brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by, by our assembling unto him. That is another word for, hallelujah, uh, meeting the Lord in the air, assembling. It's an assembly, brothers and sisters, assembly, that we are going to meet with the Lord very soon. We're going to meet with Jesus, hallelujah, very soon. We're going to uh, come together to be with him. He says that where he is, we will also be. Praise the Lord. What an assembly. What a meeting. Hallelujah. We are going to have with the Lord, brothers and sisters, when the trumpet sound, the last trumpet sound. And we are caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We've been talking about all everything that's been happening, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. And Daniel chapter 12 is where we begin. Hallelujah. And we are going to continue, praise you, Lord, with this Bible study, because I know that it is being a blessing to God's people. Praise the Lord. And, and we, we want people to be edified. By the word of God, to be encouraged to know that all this is going to end. We are not here forever, brothers and sisters. We're here for a limited time. Time is in our favor. It's not in the favor of the devil, but it's in the favor of the bride of Christ. And that is awesome to know. And I'm going to show you by the word of God that time is in our favor, but it's not in their favor. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. And this is why they, thank you, Lord, are scared. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because they, they, they know, hallelujah, that their time is short and that they don't have a lot of time. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. They don't have a lot of time. Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the heaven and of the earth, and out of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, which have great wrath, knowing that he have but a short time. The devil has a short time. The devil in his kingdom, brothers and sisters, has but a short time. So they're not rejoicing. He's very angry. He is very mad because his time is too short, brothers and sisters. It is so short. He's not going to accomplish everything he wants. But in the little time he had, he is doing a lot of evil. But we have to keep a prayer. The devil don't cease to attack people day and night. We cannot cease to pray. We cannot cease to seek the Lord. We have to praise the Lord, persist, persevere in seeking the Lord, persevere in fasting and praying. Don't stop fasting for a week. Keep fasting at least a day a week. Stay in the presence of God. Continue to pray. Don't give up your prayer life with God, with the Lord. But continue to repent. Continue to confess your sins. Continue to come close to the Lord. Continue to seek His presence. Continue to seek His power. Continue to seek His anointing. Continue to come closer to Him. Because as you come close to Him, there is a great promise that God has given to those brothers and sisters that come close to him. Brothers and sisters, in Psalm 91, what the God says in Psalm 91, listen careful. Psalm 91, one, who shall dwell in the secret of the Most High, shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You want to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. You want to dwell under God's protection. You need to persevere. You need to persist. You need to insist. You need to push yourself to come closer to the presence of God. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. It is time, it is time, it is time, it is time that you and I persevere till the end. There's no giving up in you and I. There is no giving up. We don't have that choice. We rebuke that choice in Jesus' name. The choice of giving up, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. We, we reject it. We, we cast it to the pit of hell. There's no choice of giving up in you and I. Praise the Lord. But hallelujah, the choice we make, it is to persevere, to move forward, to come forward to the presence of God, under the protection of the Almighty. I thank you, Jesus. God is going to speak to someone tonight who needs to hear this word. Thank you, Jesus. If it's not you, it's me. If it's not you, it's me. I thank you, Jesus. Who dwell in the secret of the Most High shall abide, hallelujah, in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, said David, all my hope and my fortress, he is my God. In him I will trust. I thank you, Jesus. There's no choice there to go 
in the life of David. He had, he had not that choice he rejected. That choice he rebuked. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, my hope, he says, in my fortress, he is my God. In him, I will trust. He made a choice to trust God. He made a choice to trust Jesus. Not looking back, but looking toward Christ. Thank you, Lord. Holding on to his face. Moving forward in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Having a hope that is a life in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I'm seeking more of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. More of him and nothing else. Hallelujah. Surely I will, de- I will deliver thee from the snare of the hunter and from the noise of a pestilence, says the Lord. They, hallelujah. There is a new pestilence, hallelujah, going around. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, that is, that is threatening the life of many Americans. Thank you, Lord. In fact, few send the email today to everyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the government, actually, came out of the White House. It's not so much. Hallelujah. The, the, sick, the Zika virus, the Zika virus, it's another pestilence threatening the life of, of the American and the world. The world is being threatened by Zika virus. Thank you, Lord. And it's, and it's being spread, spread around by mosquito, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know any other way that the Zika virus, I believe in Central America, as it came out in the news, the Zika virus, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, was moving through uh, sex trans- transmission. Praise the Lord. People being unfaithful to each other, they will be getting the Zika virus as a type of judgment coming upon their life. Praise the Lord. This is why repenting is the choice that God wants you and I to make. Thing is the choice that God wants you and I to make. Brothers and sisters, don't make any other choice. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Obama administration health official sound, hallelujah, they sound the warning about the spread of the Zika virus. Hallelujah. As mosquito season approaches, Saying that the numbers of states with the Zika spreading, mosquito presence has doubled to 30 states. Brothers and sisters, this is scary to a lot of people. This is multiplying. We only have 50 states, and it's already in 30 states. This thing is multiplying, brothers and sisters. This is the time to seek God more than ever. Thank you, Jesus. Because now the panic is going to set in. The government is already panicking. People are going to begin to panic. As this thing multiplies and more people get sick, brothers and sisters, they don't know the outcome of all this yet. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. But the word of God, God has, hallelujah, promised to his people. God has promised those that trust him protection from all this Zika virus, from all this pestilence. Hallelujah. He will cover thee under his wings. And thou shalt be sure under his feathers, his throne shall be, hallelujah, thy shield and buckler. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not be afraid of the fear of night, nor the arrow that fled by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor of the plague that destroyed at the noonday. So you know that these pestilence are going around in the nighttime when people go to the club, when there's so, so much unfaithfulness. So much, hallelujah, fornication and adultery going on at night time. Praise you, Lord. That's why pestilence that won't 
walking in the darkness, in the nighttime. Because that's when people go to the club, praise the Lord, they put the, the kids to sleep and they leave. Or they leave the wife and they go at nighttime where no one can see them. But God already said in his word that this when they were going to do this. No, the plague that destroyed at the noonday. They are plagued like the sick of viruses. Hallelujah. At noonday, at noontime, when everyone can see it, it is affecting people everywhere. Praise the Lord. And the only protection, the only sure protection we have is the presence of the Almighty. Hold on to the Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on. Hold on to the Almighty. Because these things are going to consider the multiplied. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They are going to consider the multiplied. But we can always trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Second Thessalonians 2, that you be not suddenly moved from, from your mind, nor trapped neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as it were from us, says the Apostle Paul, as though of the day of Christ with our hand. Brothers and sisters, because people will say, hey, Christ is there. Christ is here. You be careful. Jesus said it in Matthew 24, they'll say, he is there. You be careful. Praise the Lord, because he said he was coming like a thief in the night. It is not something, brothers and sisters, that you're going to see Christ down here. That you're going to go to a restaurant or a club or a warehouse, and there is Christ. Nonsense. Hallelujah. He's coming like a thief in the night. You're not going to see him when he comes by. Praise the Lord. Of course, you'll meet him in the cloud. Verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For the day shall not come. Shall not come except there is. There come a departing first, and that the man of sin be disclosed, even the son of perdition. The departing is the rapture, is the cut up in the air. The apostle Paul says, be careful, let no man deceive you by any means. One of the means where men deceive people is through the radio. Another mean is television. Another thing to me, letters, and so much more through many of these means, ways, People are being deceived today. But you and I, brothers and sisters, we are not asleep. We are in the Word. And as long as we are in the Word, we are in the light. Land to our feet in His Word, brothers and sisters. And so if we stay in the Word, we can see what's going on. Thank you, Lord, because it's like the noon day. We can see clear. Praise the Lord. But those that are not in the Word, their hope is not in the Lord. They are in trouble. Keep them in prayer. Please just keep them in prayer. Let no man deceive you by any means, says Paul, for the day shall not come. For the day shall not come. Jesus is the day. The devil is the night. Jesus is represented by the day. The devil is represented by the night. Children of the day are you and I. Children of the night are those that follow the devil, brothers and sisters. For the day shall not come. For Jesus will not come, says Paul. Listen careful. We are children of the day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Your word is the true Lord. Lamb to our feet. Hallelujah, Lord, is your word, Jesus. That's what your word is. And if, you, if you don't believe me that we are children of the day, let me confirm it to you by the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. The Lord is so good. Thank you, Jesus. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 5 says, Ye are all children of the light and children of the day. 
we are not of the night, neither of darkness, because the night is represented by the children of the night. Brothers and sisters, I don't like the night anymore. I used to like the night a lot. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I used to like the night a lot. I used to stay up in the night a lot. So I used to like it, but not anymore. Since I've been a Christian for so many years, I, I began not to like the night anymore. And every time I was taken to heaven, that it was always day. I love it here. I simply love it here. Because there's, there's no night. Same thing for the millennium. The night in the millennium is more clear than the day here. So you can imagine that if you are in heaven or in the millennium, brothers and sisters, it is always not, it's always day. There's no night there. Praise the Lord, the Lord Almighty. And that's what you and I need, brothers and sisters. We need to spend more time in the day. We need to spend more time in the presence of Jesus. We need to spend more time in the presence of God. In our day, Jesus Christ is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming for his people. Hallelujah. For the day, for the day shall not come. It says the coming, departing first. For Jesus is coming, and he's going to cause the departing. In other words, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. There come a departing first, and that the man of sin be disclosed, even the son of perdition, which is an adversary, which is a devil, which is a Satan, which is evil. Got nothing to do with the bride of Christ. I am surprised that much, so much people want to know just about the Antichrist, the man of perdition. Well, he's of the night. He is not of the day, brothers and sisters. We are the ones that are of the day. We are sons and daughters of the day. We have nothing to do with the night. Thank you, Jesus. Which is the adversary. Hallelujah. He saw himself against all that is called God, all that is worship. So he does set in God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. What a deceiver he is. He's going to go to the third temple in Jerusalem. Their plan right now that the third temple is going to be the, the, the building of the third temple. It is to lead to start either by the end of the Shia or next Shia, brothers and sisters. And this Antichrist surely looking forward to set there, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But I, as long as the bride of Christ is on earth, she has one obligation, and it's to pray for the peace of Israel, for the protection of Israel, of God's people. We, the bride of Christ, have an obligation. We have been told in Psalm 122, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we all need to do it every day, brothers and sisters. Day and night, we need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. God will even bless them. Hallelujah. Now pray for their peace. That's how much God loves those people. I thank you, Lord. Verse 5. Remember, Gina, that when I was yet with you, says Paul to them, I told you these things. Oh, in their Bible study, in their meeting together, the apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians, hey, we talked about these things. We talked about these things. Praise. We had this conversation already. Praise the Lord. Why did Paul continue to remind them of the coming of Jesus? Because he's coming. That's why and we need to be encouraged. We need to encourage one another with these words, says the apostle Paul too. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. And now as you know what we're holding, 
that he might be revealed in his time. Praise the Lord. In whose time? In God's timing, not in the devil's timing. God is the one running the universe, brothers and sisters. It's in God's timing. When God says, all right, now, go ahead, do your evil. That's where he's going to start his evil. But as long as God don't give him permission, there is something holding him back. There is someone holding him back, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ through the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one holding him back, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. And he has to hold back. The devil, the Antichrist, has to hold back. He can be a commander in chief, but that's it. Praise the Lord. What he can do is limit it. Praise the Lord. But if the American people pray, which they have prayed, and they have gone to Father God, that God will remove him from power. Now, Father God is going to inter- intervene in the next election. And God is going to put him in office. Hallelujah, in Pennsylvania Avenue, he's going to put in office the one he wants in there, brothers and sisters. The one God wants in there. Thank you, Lord. What is it, 600 Pennsylvania Avenue? The God, the one that God wants in there is the one, brothers and sisters, that God is going to put in there. Hallelujah, in office. It is God who will put him in there. Thank you, Jesus. 1600, thank you, thank you. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. It's the one that God wants in there. And Father is going to intervene. These elections, praise the Lord, it's going to be a victory for the bride of Christ because they're going to have the one God wants in there. The wicked are not going to be happy. They're already trying to cheat. They're already trying to get Hillary in there. They want to cheat. They've been lying, they've been deceiving, they've been misleading, false information and all kinds of things, brothers and sisters. And now they want to keep, they want to put Hillary in there so it will be the same. Uh-uh, uh-uh. God is in the throne. God is in the throne. And God is going to put in there the one he wants in there. Because the American people have repented, have said to God, please, God, please, God, do something. Do something about it. And God, I heard their prayer from the throne, and he's going to do something about it. He's going to put in there, brothers and sisters, the one he wants in there. By September or by November, we won't know who. I don't know. I was speaking to a brother today, and I said, you know, I was meditating about this, what the Lord revealed to me, that God is going to intervene in the election, and I would like to know who is the one that God is going to put in office, because I would like to pray for him. You know, I don't know if to pray for Donald Trump. Ted Cruz, I mean, who's the one? It, it looks to be more like a de- Ted Cruz because he's Christian. Donald Trump is not is not Christian, but he he's just a businessman who wants to make more money, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. So Ted Cruz sounds to me more than the one that God wants in there, but I don't know. I didn't get to see his face, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But whoever God wants in there is the one that God is going to put in there. Praise the Lord. But we just need to pray that the word of God be done. That we, we need to continue to pray for America. Don't you give out your prayer on America, brothers and sisters. Yes, pray for Israel, but pray for America too. Pray for the nations. Pray for America. Pray that in this election, Father God, for sure intervene and put in there the man, hallelujah, that the church meet in power. That it's not going to come against the church, the pastors, 
He's not going to persecute the church, persecute the pastor. That is going to remove abortion. That is going to remove homosexuality in America. The Supreme Court has approved homosexuality in all 50 states. And that the next president will move those judges that approve homosexuality in America. Brothers and sisters, oh, I thank you, Jesus. The Father God intervened. And that the next commander-in-chief will remove homosexuality and abortion from the system of America, from the legal system of America. And that the nonsense going on now will be removed. The homosexuality will not be tolerated in America anymore. It will not be legal anymore. Leviathan will not be illegal anymore in America. Praise the Lord. But the constitution of marriage will be ratified in America. That is between a man and a woman. Now between a man and a man or a woman and a woman and a bomb nation against God's word, against the God in heaven. Brothers and sisters, we have offended God long enough that God will put a stop to the nonsense of these people. Brothers and sisters, and that God will remove these perverted men who, who went in favor of abortion and, and homosexuality, brothers and sisters. These are perverted men. These are wicked men that God needs to remove from power for nothing. Enough is enough, brothers and sisters. It's time that America will go back to the root, to the Christianity root, to the fear, to the root of the fear of God which is the beginning of a wisdom, brothers and sisters. That's what we need. All this nonsense needs to be removed already, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Joy Washington and Abraham Lincoln were two fearing men of God whom God began to raise and build this nation, through whom God began to, hallelujah, and build this nation. In the first Congress of America, when they were put in the Constitution, of America together. Hallelujah. They decided because of the fear of God that it will be done under the word of God, by the word of God, by the commandment of God, brothers and sisters. And that's how the Constitution of America had been, was, was set in the beginning, brothers and sisters, was put together in the beginning. And if you don't believe me, so go online and research the Constitution of America and see that this nation have always been a fearing, hallelujah, a fearing nation of God. And it was the Lord himself that built this nation. A few, a few years ago, there was a brother that came to preach in our church up in Massachusetts. This man of God had received a mighty revelation the night before he came or in the morning. And the Lord showed him a woman. And the woman's name was America. Not a dress. That has the, the, the start of the 50 states, the flag, very clear he knew it was America. And the Lord showed him, this was before 9-11, that she was prostituted. She had begun to prostitute himself with the leaders of the nation. And, she, and, he, and he saw her. In her dress, she was barely naked, showing the inside of her body, her body to address, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. This, this woman looked like a prostitute. In other words, high heel and all that. And this woman, which is America, had begun to prostitute herself with the leaders of the nations, brothers and sisters. And the Lord was heartbroken for this. Because this is the nation he raised. 
This is the nation that Jesus raised, that God raised, brothers and sisters, after many tears and cries to God, to the throne of God for mercy, for the mercy of God to be poured out in America. And God has done it for many years. But now the churches, even in America, have embraced homosexuality, have embraced abortion, one of the least. Some of the leaders in regard to abortion are agreeing that it's people's choice, agreeing that it should be people's choice in the Constitution. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. They are agreeing and participating in taxpayers' money is being given to help young girls, teenagers, to have several abortions paid by taxpayers in America. Brothers and sisters, this is an abomination. The abounding and prosperity of God it is being misused in America. This is not the prosperity that God has given America. This is well, not the reason, brothers and sisters, that God has prospered America. More than any other nation in the world, God has prospered a nation. It has not been for this reason. It has been so they can continue to print out Bible, so they can continue to move the gospel around the world for the gospel of Christ, the holy gospel of Jesus, to continue to be preached. But even in the Bible, brothers and sisters, the Bible has been modified, including the King James. And a lot of the words that should be in there at the name of God has been removed. America is moving fast away from God. They have been doing this for many years. But Father God is going to intervene. He's going to stop this nonsense, starting from the head of the leaders of America. He's going to put a stop to them, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. It is time we come back to the fear of the Lord, which is the wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Shalom, dear sister. It is time. It is time America comes back to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, in September of this year, the U.N. wants to go to the table to force Israel. Oh, Israel, the apple of, my, of God's eyes. Israel, the apple of God's eyes. To push Israel, to force Israel to sign the two-state solution, brothers and sisters. Oh, God have mercy. Oh, God have mercy. To force Israel. Jacob is my son, he said. To force the son of God. To sign a two-state solution, and knowing that many Jews in America don't agree with them, they're even planning martial law against them. In case anyone in New York or anywhere riot when they go when they go in September to to force Israel to sign the two-state solution, they're already getting ready for martial law. In case the Jewish people who have, have publicly said no, they will not approve this. In New York City and many other states, they're already preparing for martial law in America to stop the Jewish people. Hallelujah. Saying Tel Aviv is your capital, not Jerusalem. They do not want to lose Jerusalem to the Palestinians, to the Palestine, brothers and sisters. But the U.S. government is preparing for martial law. Hallelujah. In September, when the U.N. takes the vote and force Jerusalem, force the leader of Israel, to sign the two states of Muslim. Oh, brothers and sisters, all oh, the world is ignored. 
the world don't know what's coming upon them. But let me read in the word of God, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5, 3. For when they shall say, peace and safety, they shall come upon them sudden destruction, as a travail upon a woman with a shadow, and they shall not escape. Oh, how can they escape? How can they escape the judgment of God when they keep sinking themselves even deeper in disobedience? Brothers and sisters, they keep sinking themselves more and more every day into disobedience. How would they escape the judgment of God? How would they appease Father God who's very angry for their action and their disobedience, for the breaking of his commandment, his holy word, his holy statutes, brothers and sisters, his covenant with the Jewish people? They want to come against the covenant. They come in with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, God have mercy. Oh, God have mercy. God have mercy. All the nation are one together. Praise the Lord. All the nation are once together wants to do this. Once to first the Jewish people in September, brothers and sisters, they want to be this. David said in his cry to God, the throne of God, this is, this is what is heard in the throne of God when David prayed. This is the prayer of a desperate man when God revealed what's going to happen to his people. This is how David prayed. He says this in Psalm 83, 1. Keep now thou silent, O God. Be, be not still. Cease not, O God, O God. He cried out to the throne. This is how he cried out. For lo, thy enemy have made us to move, and they that hate thee have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and have consulted against thy secret ones. They have said, Come, let us cut them up from being a nation, that the nation of Israel be no more in remembrance. This is the cry of this man, David, who loved his brothers and sisters, the Jewish people. He cried out to the throne. This is what was heard. And this is why it was written this way, because this is how this man, hallelujah, cry out for his nation, cry out for the nation of Israel, and also cry out for America to return back to the Lord, to return back to God, brothers and sisters. Because of the disobedience they're in, when they begin the tribulation, hallelujah, it's going to be very hard to them. The Lord showed me they're turning into werewolf, beasts. Nebuchadnezzar, because of his pride, was turned into a beast by God. His punishment was to turn him into a beast. So was the beast. The people in America be turned into beasts. When the tribulation done, the Lord has shown this to me several times. And thousands of other people, he has shown them the same. In dreams and visions, that people are going to be turned into animals. Beasts of the field. Worse than the beasts of the field. Hallelujah. Werewolves. They're going to be turned into brothers and sisters when the tribulation comes because of their pride. They don't want to humble themselves. When God had called them to humble themselves, when God had called them to repent, they had not chosen to repent. But they have hearkened their heart. And they are hearkening not to God's word, but to the evil. They're evil in their heart and mind. They have hearkened to, but not to God's word. And destruction is going to come on, come on themselves, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, keep this nation in prayer. Keep the nation of Israel in prayer. Hallelujah. David continued to cry out to the throne of God, and he says, 
For they have consulted together in one heart. They have made a league against thee. Oh, there is a league being formed right now by Iran, by Pakistan, by Egypt, and many other nations, brothers and sisters. Syria, Libya, brothers and sisters, are joining together as one league in the Middle East. Hallelujah. To come against Israel. Right now in Syria, they are building, hallelujah, the, the greatest army the world has seen. With the best trained soldiers are being trained in the north of Syria, brothers and sisters. In the north of Syria, they are training the best soldiers in the world by Russia and the United States with the best weapon, the best technology, hallelujah, to make the best army that will ever attack Israel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And God is letting them to come together in the crafty council because God is going to destroy them all together at once. They will not escape, says the word of God. They will not escape. Praise the Lord. Then they mention the nations, the Tabernacle, Edom, the Esmolites, the Moabs, the Agarites, and all these nations, hallelujah. Assyria is also joined with them. They have been in arms to the children of Selah. The children of Allah, listen to this. Even the arms that they are doing, brothers and sisters, it is being mentioned in Psalm 83. They have been in arms to the children of Allah. Look at it right there. All their arming, all their training, they came into the children of Allah. There it is happening. There it is happening. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Their plan, God knows, it has revealed it right from the beginning. From the beginning, God speaks at the end, says Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied that God speaks at the end from the beginning. How can they escape from the judgment of Father God when God said from the beginning through his prophet that he will destroy them altogether? How can they escape? How can any of them escape? Praise the Lord. When the evil in their heart is continued, it's continued, brothers and sisters, and it's in their heart. It's in their heart that all this is being planned, that they have thought about all this, that they have planned all this, says the Lord. It's in their heart. It's in their heart. Look at it right there in verse 5. For they have consulted together in heart. All this evil is being planned in their heart, in secret in their heart. But God knows. God can see everything. Nothing can hide from him. Hallelujah. Look what they say to one another, says the Lord. Which they have said, let us take for our possession the inhabitation of God. Inhabitation of God. They want the land. The inhabitation of God is Jerusalem. Let's take Jerusalem. Let's give the two-state sign, the two-state agreement sign, and we get Jerusalem. They have said it publicly. The only thing we want it's Jerusalem. It is Jerusalem. They were in Jerusalem. Which I said, let us take for our possession the inhibiting of God. What's the inhibiting of God? Jerusalem. The holy city. The city of the king. Jerusalem. That's what they want, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Oh, my God, says David. Make it like to unto a wheel as the stammer before the wind. Oh, that David keep keep crying out to God. As the fire burns the forest, as the flame settled in the mountain on fire. God, David wanted the fire of God to come upon them. 
in the fire of God, according to Ezekiel 38, 39, it's going to come upon them. Fire of God. We, were, we read that last night. The fire of God that David prayed that God will bring upon them in the mountain, in the valleys, is going to come upon them, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. The prayer of David is going to be answered. David prayed. Do you think God forgot about the prayer, about the cry of David for his people? <laughs> no, he hasn't. In the prayer of the bride of Christ, for God to protect the Jewish people, for God to be peace over Jerusalem, thousands and millions of people around the world that have been praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You think God have ignored that? Oh, oh, oh. Not the God sitting in the throne. Not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, not him, not him, not him. He remembered. He remembered when the just cried. He remembered the prayer of the righteous. Oh, in the prayer of the righteous, he says, avail much. Oh, there's so much God is going to do. Oh, the world. The world will see the hand of God. Oh, God have mercy. So persecute them, says David, with thy temper, and make them afraid with the storm. Fill their face with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. They may repent to Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus. So they want it. That's what God wants. The people will repent to his son. God have mercy. Let them be confounded in trouble forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, says David. Praise the Lord. Now the word throw them in the lake of fire. In the lake of fire throw them. Praise the Lord. They will not escape the lake if they don't repent. They will not escape the lake of fire, brothers and sisters, if they don't repent. Hallelujah. Because time is short. That they may know that thou, which are called Jehovah, are alone, even the most high over all the earth. Yes, yes. He is the most high God over all the earth. David cried out. That they may know. This is a problem. Even a lot of people are supposed to know. Don't know. They're supposed to know. But many have forgotten. Who is, which is called Jehovah, alone, even the most high over all the earth. There's only one God and one mediator between God and men. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. They have forgotten. They have forgotten. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I will make, 36 to 38, 39, 7. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people, Israel. I will not stop for them to pollute my holy name anymore, that the heathen should know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. That they may know that God, the Father, is the Holy One of Israel. They have to know and they have to repent. Praise the Lord. But they're going to know. Praise the Lord. David said, make them perish. Make them perish. Make them perish. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Behold, it is come. It is done, says the Lord God. It is this the day where I have spoken. Why did God remind everyone that he has spoken these things? Because they're going to come to pass. He's going to make sure they come to pass, too. Oh, I thank you, Lord. He's going to make sure. He's going to make sure they come to pass because he has spoken it. Praise the Lord. The word of God must come to pass. This is why I'm surprised that people not believe in the word. Doubting the word. May the Lord rebuke that. I'm believing doubt in people's mighty heart. Thank you, Jesus. How can you doubt God's word? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
praise the Lord. Then says the Lord, hallelujah, verse 4, for seven months alone shall the hall of Israel be very, very end of them, and that they may cleanse the land. There's going to be so much dead in the land of Israel, brothers and sisters. So much dead is going to be happening there, brothers and sisters. It's going to take them seven months. Seven months burying the dead. Cleansing the land, the Bible said. Cleansing the land. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But there is one nation. There is one people. One religion nation. Coming against the Jewish people. That's Babylon. Babylon, Rome, has been coming against the Jewish people for thousands of years. But it has been prophesied by John, the apostle, of their falling. Hallelujah. Revelation 2.2 and Revelation 2.1, after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having that great power that the earth was, hallelujah, would light it up with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty, with a loud voice, saying, it is falling, it is falling. Babylon, that great city that has become the habitation of devil." That hold all the false spirit in cage of every clean and hateful bird. Oh, God have mercy. Babylon is going to fall. Don't you follow the religion of Babylon. Don't you follow the religion of Babylon. They call it the mother church. Hallelujah. The mother church is not true. The mother force of the church. Hallelujah. The fallen church, the false teaching church is what they are. And they are fallen in God. It's going to end them. God going to destroy them. Said in God's word, verse 3, For all the nations have drunken in the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the mansions of the earth have watched which in the abundance of her pleasure. Well, Daniel 12 said that she is going to Babylon, is going to Jerusalem to set up it. Well, they announced that between 2017, Babylon, the Pope has set up in Israel, in Jerusalem. They're planning to set up as this in the Word of God, too, brothers and sisters. My goodness, are they fulfilling the Word of God because of their unbelief and their pride. That's why. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven say, Go out of her, my people, that ye may not be partaker of her sin, that ye will not receive out of her plague. There are plague coming upon them, brothers and sisters, that if you are part of them, if you partake in what they do, the plagues are going to fall on you too. And God don't want that her, the, her plague fall upon you too. No, stay away. Stay away from Babylon. Stay away from the Catholic religion. I am telling you, brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord, because Babylon is not only a religion, it's also a system in the world. Praise the Lord. It's a system in the world. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Some people just focus on the system, but not on the religion. No, you have to You have to put them together. You cannot say because you don't want to offend the Catholic. Yes, we love the Catholic. We pray for them. Many are coming to Christ. They're repenting the sins. Yes, and we thank the Lord for that. But we, got, we need to teach them that the religion that has been created with idol worshiping and all that, with demon worshiping and all that, is not of God. And if you're a partaker in them, you can also be part of the destruction. The Word of God teaches us that. Thank you, Jesus. We need to stand on the Word. We need to stand on the Word. For her sins are come up into heaven, and God has remembered her iniquity. 
See, this is the thing. Nothing escaped the eyes of God, the knowing of God. Nothing escaped the judgment. Praise the Lord. So God has seen her as her sin, has come out to the throne. And what do you think God is going to do? Praise the Lord. Let me keep reading. Oh, reward her even as she has reward you, and give her the double according to her work. And the college she has filled up to you, fill her double. And so much as she glorify herself, there she goes. There she goes to pride. And live in pleasure, so much she gives to her torment and sorrow. For she said in her heart, I've set being a queen, and I ain't no widow, and she and shall see no mourning, she says. That's pride. That is pride. Because God is going to judge sin. Hallelujah. God is going to judge sin. It is a simple foot. It is a simple way to men that lead men to his destruction. So how can God is not going to judge sin? Of course he is, brothers and sisters. Praise and then any any religion that lead you that lead you to worshiping idols, brothers and sisters, it's a sin. But these that do these things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Any idol worshiper, the Bible is clear, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So they cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven as long as they keep worshiping an idol. And that's why God is warning, brothers and sisters, warning people to come out of her. Come out of her. Thank you, Jesus. Babylon is also the Jehovah's Witnesses, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Not putting their faith in Christ, the only way to the Father. Buddha worshiping. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Buddha worshiping. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All these religions of the world, brothers and sisters, all these religions are the Babylon system. Now Babylon, the Catholic Church, have agreed that the Muslim religion and the Catholic belief is the same faith, says the Pope, Franciscus. So they're going to unite the two. They're putting the two together now, says the Pope. And that the Muslim belief in Muhammad and Allah and all that, in the Quran, the Quran is both different from the Bible, according to the Pope. And that they're going to become one religion, one single religion, both together. That's those are the, 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 the word of the last Pope Francisco, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. They're putting... Hallelujah. All these religions together, they're calling it one religion, brothers and sisters. All the religions together, one religion, the Paul is calling it. That, that is the Babylon system, brothers and sisters, the Babylonian system, which God hates and God is going to destroy. Praise the Lord. That is the worshiping of demons, brothers and sisters, because they claim for many years to be Christian and to be one religion, and now they're uniting all the religions together. The Buddha religion, praise the Lord, and all that, and they're making it one religion, deceiving the nation, deceiving the people, worshiping demons, and leading people to worship the demons. And God says, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. If your church pastors, like these mega churches in America and around the world, they are uniting themselves with the Muslim religion and the and the, and the Catholic religion, and they're calling it one religion, brothers and sisters. If your pastor, if your church, if your leaders are doing this, God says to you, come out of her, my people. God says, come out of her. Come out from out of her. Because that's the Bible.
Babylonian system being put together where they are misleading people to worship anything, to believe that any religion is Christianity. And there are many pastors and leaders following anything. And that's why the only hope is prosperity. That's why the, the message of prosperity is in the Catholic Church, as is in the Christian, as is in the Muslim Church, and it's everywhere. They all of them are being put together as one religion. All these words come out of the Pope himself. That is the Babylonian system being put together in America and around the world. And God tells you, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Because they are going to confuse you. They are going to mislead you. You are receiving false teaching. You don't believe how many Christians are coming to me that they are confused. And every time I bring one of these messages, they tell me, I'm in one of those churches, Brother Elvie. What do I do? And I tell them, pray and come out. Pray to the Lord that you'll come out and that he'll lead you out. Because there are many Christians listening to me in these churches, in these systems, and God wants them to come out of the, come out of her. Come out of them. Come out from her. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look what God says. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven say, Go out of her, my people, that ye may not be partaker of her sin, and that ye receive not of her plague, because God is going to judge her. The judgment of God is going to be on her, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And if you are in one of these churches, you need to come out of her. You need to come out of that church. You need to come out of that system before the plague of God come upon your life. Listen careful. This is a warning. This is a warning for those that are in those churches. And there are people writing to me that they are part of those churches. And they need to come out. They need to get out of there. For her sins are come up to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquity, says the word of God. Very clear, hallelujah. And the king of the earth should, should be well her, and lament for her, which I have committed fornication, and live in pleasure with her. When they should see the smoke of a burning. Look what they done. They live and they enjoy, but they fornicated with her. All the pleasure, all the abundance and money they talked about. That prosperity message. That prosperity message, brothers and sisters, is around all these religions that they have made one today. And this is around the world in America. People in Europe, in Canada, United States, Australia, and around the world have the same place. The same teaching of Babylon, the same system of Babylon, the same religion of Babylon is taking over the world, brothers and sisters. That they say that the Muslim religion and the Catholic, the Christian religion, Catholic religion is one, has become one. And the Christian religion, Protestant Christians are come together as one. Evangelical Christians have also joined them together. The biggest pastors and churches in America have joined them together in that one religion. And when they have the meeting, who was, who was one of the leaders there? Joe Osteen. Joe Osteen and many other brothers and sisters were there. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, come out of her, my people, the Lord is telling you tonight. Come out. Come out of her. You may like Joe Austin in these pastor messages, but God is telling you, come out. This is why there are so many Christians confused in America. People that don't know whether Jesus is coming or not. People that don't know whether the word of God is true or not. 
they got so much doubt and unbelief in their life, brothers and sisters. They have been contaminated so much, they don't know whether to worship the devil or, or God. And they're doing both. Oh, God have mercy. That's why the statue of Abel that is being set up in New York City as it was set up, set up in Europe, brothers and sisters. They have made one of the most expensive printers to make statue of Abel that they have to make a specific. Why? I was speaking with someone. Someone was asking me about this. Why was the statue of Abel? Why is it so important, brothers and sisters? Why is the tattoo of veil so important? Thank you, Jesus. And before I end up the program tonight, I want to go ahead and just at least share enough information about it that will help the people to understand why the tattoo of veil, brothers and sisters, it is so important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and, hallelujah. And First Samuel says this, 7-4, Then the children of Israel, they put away Baal and Asherah and served the Lord only. When they have fallen into worshiping Baal, because this temptation of this evil demon and all evil behind it has been around for thousands of years. When the children of Israel realized what they were doing because of the rebuke of the prophets of the Lord, they immediately put away veil and asterisk, and serve the Lord only. But sadly to say, they kept falling back into the, into the same sin. They kept falling back, brothers and sisters, into worship and veil. Hallelujah. Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 12, 10. And they cried unto the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served veil and asterisk. Now therefore deliver us out of the hand of our enemy that we were serving. Every time a nation like the nation of Israel have worshipped and veiled, they have fallen, brothers and sisters, into the hand of their enemy. Their enemy have taken hold of them and have brought destruction upon their life. The falling of America begins with the worship of veil, with the forsaking of God and the worshiping of veil. How deep America has fallen. And the nations, not only America, but the nations, brothers and sisters, have fallen and always been led to the worshiping of Baal. Baal being set up in Europe and now in the United States is only pointing to how far they have fallen away from God, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Samuel, uh, first Samuel 12. Samuel then said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice, and all that ye said unto me, it have appointed to you a king over you. Now therefore your king walking before you, and I am more and gray-headed, and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, bear record of, of me before the Lord, and before his anointed. The axe I have taken, and the axe who I have taken, and whom have I done wrong to, whom I have heard of those who had have I received any bribe to blind the eyes whereby I will restore it to you. Then they said, Thou hast done us no wrong, nor have heard us, neither hast thou taken out of any man's head. Then he said unto them, The Lord is a witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, 
that he hath fallen down in my hand, and that also he is a witness. Then Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that hath made Moses and Aaron, the bride your father, out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord, according to, the, to the, all the righteousness of the Lord, which he showed unto you and your father. After Jacob was come unto Egypt, and your father cried unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which thou brought your father out of Egypt, that made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them unto the hand of Sassaria, the captain of the host of Acer, and to the hand of the Philistines, and to the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought, and they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord. We have served Baal and Asterah. Now therefore deliver us out of the hand of thy enemy, and we will serve thee. Therefore the Lord sent Jeroboam and Bedan and Joseph and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemy at every side that ye dwell safe. Now standing when ye saw the nation of the king of the children of Amen came against you, ye said unto them, to, to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when ye the Lord your God was your king. Look that when it's, they're seeking for true leadership, the people have turned to veil. America has a weak leader in office. So the youth of America is seeking for a leadership, a leader, a strong leader, a man of God that is not sitting in office, that is missing from the office. They're seeking for a leader. So as the children of Israel did, they're seeking for a leader, so they seek to worship Baal, brothers and sisters. They worship Baal because they did not have a strong leader before them. Hallelujah, says Samuel to them. Because it's missing a strong leader in America, the youth of America. The youth of America is seeking for a leader, so they turn into Baal. In New York City and Detroit and around the world, they will have the image of Baal everywhere. Because there's not a leader in the White House that can lead them to God. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. Verse 14. And ye will fear the Lord and serve and hear his voice, and now disobey the word of the Lord. But ye, the king that reign over you, shall follow the Lord your God. Brothers and sisters, because Christianity has not been as it, as it was years ago in America. And the children of America are looking for, for a true religion, for a relationship with God that is not there in many churches. They are told to veil because the, miss, the missing of the true gospel of Christ is not there. The youth of America is starting to veil today. This is why the missing of a leader, the missing of true Christianity, the power of Christ, the power of the resurrection of Christ, the rule, the rule Christ from the death, the power of the Holy Spirit is not in the churches today. The youth of America in Europe and around the world are turning to veil. They are turning to veil because the power that raised Christ from the dead is not in the churches as it should. It's not in the church. It was in the, in the church in the book of Acts. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead came on the people. In the book of Acts and the disciples. And they were moving under the power of God. Because that power is not in the churches of America and the world today. 
they are turning to veil. Because Christians are not proving the power of God in the stream of miracles and signs and wonders. As the first church said, as many Christians have done in many years, the power is not there, so they're turning to veil. So it's also the church fall. It is the church fall. People who are turning away from God, that the use of America is turning to veil. Oh, this is so sad, but this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth, verse 15. But if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but they obey the Lord's love, then shall the hand of the Lord be upon you and your father. This is exactly what they have done. This is what the church of God has not disobeyed, has not obeyed the voice of the Lord. They are not in relationship with the Lord as they should. They're not repenting daily as they should. They're not doing true repentance in America and in the world. And this is why the youth, the youth of America is turning to veil. It's the same spirit back in the time of Israel that is going on in America and around the world. This is why we, the bride of Christ, need to cry out to heaven. We need to cry out to heaven for God to do something. For the true gospel of Christ to return to America and the world. Because if the gospel with power and anointing don't come back, all the youth of the world will turn to veil. This is the problem that would happen. There are people, a lot of people are wondering what is going on. Why are the youth turning to veil? I think they did in the past. Yes, they are. Yes, they are doing that, brothers and sisters. They are doing that because Elisha, the spirit of Elisha, the Holy Spirit of Elisha is missing. They're missing the spirit of Elisha, the Holy Spirit of Elisha. It's missing around the nation with miracles inside. Hallelujah. Who threatened the prophet of Baal in the Mount of Camel. Camel, brothers and sisters. He, hallelujah. He invited them to come and to prove who was the true God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Elisha called them to, to say, Elisha said, come on. Let's prove who's the real God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's prove who's the real God. Let's see who's the real God. Let's go to the Mount of Carmel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. First King 18. First King 18. The Bible said, after many days, the word of the Lord came to Elisha. In the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab. I will say, rain upon the earth. Oh, and God promises his rain. God is promising his blessing. Brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. There was a great famine in the Samaria. Ahab called Obediah, the governor of the Hapi's house. Obediah feared God greatly. For Jezebel destroyed the prophet of the Lord. Obediah took 100 of the prophets and hit them by 50 in caves. He fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obediah, Go into the land and to all the fountains of water. Hallelujah. And unto all the river, so it will be that we may find grass to serve the horses and the mule alive, lest we deprive the land of the beast. So they divided the land between them and walked through it, and Ahab went unto 
one way by himself. Ovidia went one another by himself. And Ovidia was in his way. Behold, Elisha met him. He knew him and fell on his face and said, Art now thou my Lord Elisha? And he answered, saying, Yea, go to tell thy Lord. Behold, Elisha is here. Oh, I thank you, Lord. America needs to know that Elisha is here. America and the world need to know that Elisha is here. Elisha is here. Praise you, Lord. Go tell thy Lord Elisha is here. And he said, where I have sinned, when Elisha is here, sin is being brought, be brought out of the churches among God's people. And he said, I have sinned that thou wouldst deliver the servant unto the hand of Ahab to slay me. As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whereby the Lord had not sent to seek thee. When they said, he is not here, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation, and they had not found thee. And now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha is here. This is a message that America needs to find, needs to hear. Elisha is here. Elisha is here. Praise the Lord. And when I got from thee, the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee into the uh, some place that I do not know, where where some I have come to tell Ahab, and if he cannot find thee, I will kill it will kill me, but I, I the servant, fear the Lord from my mouth. I'm sorry, from my youth. Was it thou told my Lord when I did what Jezebel slew the prophet of the Lord? How I had hid a hundred of the men of the Lord prophet? Fifty in a cake and fed them with bread and water. And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, behold, Elisha is here, he may slay me. And Elisha said, As the Lord of the host liveth, before who I stand, I will surely show myself unto him this day. Elisha is not afraid. Elisha is not afraid. When God is about to do something, hallelujah, there's no fear. Fear cannot sin. So obedience went to me, I had, and told him, Ahab went to meet Elisha. And when Ahab saw Elisha, Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubled Israel? Oh, man. Oh, man. And he said, I have not troubled Israel. But thou in thy father's house, and, and that ye have forsaken the commandment of the Lord, thou hast followed Baal. Oh, as New York City prepared to welcome Baal. We want to tell you not to follow Baal, the youth of New York City. The youth of Europe, listen carefully and around the world. Do not turn your face to Baal. Do not pray to Baal. Or curses are going to come upon your life. Listen careful. I want this message to be put up on YouTube. And I want people to multiply this message all over the Internet. I want the youth of America and around the world to hear this message. Do not follow Baal. If you follow Baal, curses are going to come upon your life and upon your house and upon your land. Praise the Lord this day. Praise be the Lord Jesus Christ this day. Thou said Elisha to them, have followed Baal. Thou have followed Baal. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The virus will multiply in America if they continue to follow Baal. Therefore stand and gather to me, O Israel, unto Mount Carmel. And the prophet Baal, 450, of the prophet that grew 400, 
which which eat a Jezebel table. Praise the Lord. The demon that Jezebel is there, tempting people, tempting men, as they worship Baal, turn away from Baal and rebuke that spirit of Jezebel. Listen careful. Listen careful to this message. Because this may be the last message that they may hear, that you may hear, before God Almighty bring his judgment. Last week, Father God showed me his hand coming up on the leaders of America, the leaders of the church. He is disgusted with what they are doing. And the hand of God is going to come upon them. God have mercy. Verse 20. So Ahab said unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophet together at the Mount Carmel. Happening Mount Carmel. But what I'm telling you today is happening in New York City today. New York City and London has become Mount Carmel, they say. The same spirit of Jezebel that was in Mount Carmel in Israel in those days, in the day of Elisha. So is the day in New York City and in London. God have mercy. Elisha came, came unto all the people and said, How long, Hoji, between two opinions, if the Lord be God, follow him. But if there be he, then go after him. And the people answer him, not a word. Listen careful, people of New York and people of Europe and around the world. If God, Jehovah God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is God, and Jesus Christ is God, follow him. But if they and God follow him. But I'm not going to recommend you to follow Baal. I recommend Jesus Christ any day or any time. Follow Jesus, and everything will go well with you. But if you refuse, if you hearken to the deceiving word of Baal, and you don't hearken to God's commandment, hallelujah, the virus will multiply in New York City and America like never before. This virus threatening the door of America and around the world will multiply. This Zika virus that is being going around the mosquito is going to multiply around, around Europe and the United States like never before. And more like virus like this will continue to increase until millions lose their lives. Listen careful. I hope this message goes all over the Internet. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, they say. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 22. Then said Elisha unto all the people, I only remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophet are 450 men. This day, there's only Elvis Zapata that sent against the worship of Baal in the United States and Europe. I may be the only one speaking over the air against the worshiping of Baal. But I tell you, judgment will come if they continue to worship Baal. If they embrace Baal in New York City, in, New- in London, in Europe, great famine like the Zika virus, and more will multiply and kill millions of people. God have mercy this day. I may be the only Elisha speaking this day, but I'm not afraid to speak. 
I will speak the word of the Lord this night, this day. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, says Elijah. Let them choose one and cut him in pieces. Lay him in the wood, but put no fire on them. I will prepare the other bullocks and lay him on the wood, and I will pull no fire. Call these in the name of your God, and I will call the name of the Lord. And then the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people that answered and said, Hallelujah, it is well spoken. And Elisha said unto the prophet of Baal, Choose your bullock and prepare him first. But ye are many, and call in the name of your God, and put no fire on them. So they took one of the bullocks that was given unto them, and they prepared it and called the name of Baal from the morning to the afternoon, saying, Oh, Baal. And they just kept calling Baal. As there are people in, in, in Europe and the United States calling unto Baal, you are wasting your time. This land of the United States was raised by God. God was the one who brought it up, and it will be God who will bring it down if they don't repent. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus. And I know Elijah mocked him and said, cry aloud, for he is God. He, he talked or pursued his enemy, his journey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They did so much, they cut themselves with knives. In other words, they offered themselves in sacrifice to, to him. They cried aloud and cut themselves in many manners. But with knives, it led them to the blood, gush out out of them. In other words, they offered themselves. They offer human sacrifice to Baal. As they are restoring Baal in New York City and Europe, I tell you one thing they're going to do. They're going to offer human sacrifice to Baal. There will be more babies disappearing in New York City and Europe. And more babies will be stolen for the sacrifice of Baal. Yes, many prophets, 400 in the day of Elisha. There might be 600 or more in New York City who will be willing to do sacrifice unto Baal. This is an abomination to God. Praise the Lord, God Almighty. Verse 29. And then the men's day was passed, and they have prophesied unto the offering, ending sacrifice. There was neither voice, no one to answer any of their regard. Elisha said unto all the people, come to me. And all the people came to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. The church of Christ is broken down in New York City. If Baal is being worshipped in New York City, the church needs to realize how far they have come away from God. How far are they are from God. If Baal is the only hope for New York City, they need to realize that they need to cry out to God. They need to restore the altar of God. They need to call homosexuality a sin and abomination before God. In the churches of New York, praise you, Lord. Homosexuality in churches, like one of the Hilton, are being received in New York City. This is a sign that people are turning to veil because the church has a sexy sin in the altar. It is a sign. It is a sign. People are turning to veil in New York City as the church receives and embraces homosexuality in the altar. Instead of calling it a sin, they embrace it. Oh, are they falling, and they don't realize. They don't realize how far have they fallen from God. How far are they from the presence of God? How far fallen they are. They don't realize how far. But they need to repent. 
Repent, you are. Repent, London. Repent, you are. Turn back to the Lord, oh God, your mighty. Turn back to Jesus Christ. Look how far you have fallen. He liked that two twelve stone, according to the number of the tribe of the son of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Yes, yes. Let the name of Israel be a remembrance. This is why our government prepare for martial law in September. They are doing all the preparation because they want to break down the name of Israel. They want to divide the capital of the Jewish people. Since Abraham, say, say hallelujah. Since hallelujah, Abraham, the father of faith, God established him and gave him that land. They, and called one of his son Jacob, his descendant, Israel. Brothers, since that time, brothers and sisters, Hallelujah, Jerusalem has been their capital. And today they are planning in September through the UN to force Israel to the force Israel to sign the two state solution and divine through Jerusalem to the Palestinians. What an abomination that is. That is an abomination and total disobedience unto the God of heaven, the God that created the heaven and the earth. But that will not go unpunished. They know you this this day. The dark sin that the UN and all of them who support him will not go unpunished. It will not go unpunished. And with the stone he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made Deshawn about the altar, and a great altar would contain two measures of seed. And he put the word around in order he the Hugh Bullock in peace, lay him in the word, and said Fill four barrels with water and put it upon the burnt offering in the word. Again, he said, do again. And they saw second time. They do saw a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water up around about the altar, and he filled the ditch with water also. And when they should offer an evening sacrifice, Elisha the prophet came and said, say, Lord God of Abraham, the only God, the only creator. I say in Israel, let it be known this day. Let it be known this day in the Lord's hour that thou art God of Israel and that I am thy servant, that I have done all these things in thy commandment. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. And let this people know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart against the last. At the last. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering. And the wood and the stone, the dust, licked up the water that was in the dish. Brothers and sisters, the same word that I'm speaking today in the Lord's hour was spoken by Elisha in those days. That's why I said in the Lord's hour, because it's the same word. I'm speaking this word today, that the people may turn away from the wicked way, from the sinful way to the Lord. And repent to Jesus Christ, who died for each and one of us on the cross. As Elisha called them to repent, I called the exceeding in Europe to repent in the rest of the nation. And not to turn to veil, but turn to Jesus Christ. This day, this is the day the Lord has given us. Brothers and sisters, worship him and worship only the Lord your God. But don't turn to veil. Or the destruction, destruction will come upon your own life. May the Lord have mercy. This day, 
upon New York City and Europe who are planning to worship Baal because they will not stand. God will not stand for the mockery of his holy word, of these places that God himself has raised. Praise the Lord that stays. Love Talk
for the pioneers, for those who will go ahead, for the
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you will be taking over tonight. This service, Lord, is dedicated to you, Lord Jesus, under your blood, Lord Jesus, that every life listening to this program tonight will be blessed, that everyone listening to this program will be touched by your presence, by your anointing, by you, Jesus. We call upon you, Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to come from your throne, Lord Jesus, and minister to us, Lord. Minister to your people, mighty Jesus, tonight, Lord. Lord Jesus, in your mighty name we pray, mighty Jesus, that your presence, your anointing will touch people, Lord, will change us the way we think, mighty Jesus, hallelujah, to the way God thinks in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. We come in agreement, mighty Jesus, for prayer, Lord, for prayer, Lord, for all that are broken and hurt, Lord Jesus, for all of those that lost family, Lord, hallelujah, and this, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, and this hurricane, Lord, we pray for this, for those people that lost their family, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray for the strength and courage for the people to move forward in Jesus' name, to trust Jesus, to seek God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mighty Jesus, we pray for revival. Revival after this hurricane will come to New York City, Lord. New Jersey, in every, in every single state, Jesus. In your mighty name, we pray, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, mighty Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank we Lord, we pray that you will awaken the people, Lord, after the hurricane, Lord. That this will be a warning to people what's coming, Lord. That what's coming is greater than this, Lord. And that they must open their eyes, their spiritual ear, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name, we pray, Holy Jesus. Mighty Jesus, that you will touch and awaken people tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shalom, shalom to all my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, we want to say to you, you need a rabbi. We need a rabbi. We need Rabbi Jesus. We need Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Jehoshua, to minister to us every single day. We need more of him. We need more of his presence. Hallelujah. So I want to welcome everybody, everybody joining us now, coming into the Lord's Tower. My sister Amy and everyone, hallelujah. And we pray that those that are trying to log in tonight will be able to log in into the Lord's Tower. Lord Jesus, we ask that you will help them, Lord that you will put your hand, Lord Jesus, on those computers, on the internet, on the blocked out radio, Lord Jesus. Mighty Jesus, we ask you you will be a filter tonight, that you will keep out those, Lord, that are trying to disturb the service, mighty Jesus, that are trying to come against us, Lord. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you will take over the Lord to our Lord, and you will minister, Lord, to the people in your mighty name, Jesus. We ask that you will help our brothers and sisters, so log in tonight and listen to the program, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name, Jesus, hallelujah. To you, to you, Lord Jesus, be all the glory. Hallelujah. To God, be all the glory. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, mighty Jesus, hallelujah. So welcome, everyone, hallelujah. Praise God. And hope that everyone who listens to this program is fine. Hallelujah. And we also pray for you who have lost a family member, hallelujah, in this hurricane. Hallelujah, Sandy. It is very sad for what's happening, hallelujah. And they're still find, finding more people dead. It's very, very sad, hallelujah. But hopefully people will, will open their eyes and start repenting and, and take serious what the Lord has been telling us that is coming. Um, I, You know, it is sad to say, but, you know, this is only the beginning of pain. There are much greater things coming to New York City, New Jersey, Boston, Connecticut, 
hallelujah, in every other state around, major judgment of God is about to descend on this nation. And we, the Lord, the Lord has shown these things to me and to many other people. And so we have to warn people that more stuff are coming, more judgment are coming. If you think Sandy was something great, this is only the beginning of what's coming, hallelujah. And so we want to warn people, and we also want to remind you to pray for people. Pray for the people in California. Pray for the people in New York City. Pray for the people in New Jersey. They are really going to need our prayer because it's mighty judgment of God coming. Hallelujah. And this Sandy, hallelujah, was the tip of the iceberg. Something greater is coming soon. And we know that the Lord has been telling our brother Kevin Mirazzi, the greater judgment is coming to New York City. Praise God. And so we we have the obligation as a servant of God to, to remind people that greater things are coming. Okay? Harder days are coming. Difficult days are coming. Nightmares to a lot of people are coming. And so we, we have this obligation to tell people to prepare with God. Prepare their life. They need to be in repenting. They need to be repenting their sins. They need to be taking repentance serious. And they need to be listening to God. The bride of Christ, hallelujah, hallelujah, need to be paying attention to God's warning. And it has to be spreading up there the warning. We have this responsibility because we're going home soon. We're not staying for the tribulation. So for these last days we have on earth, we have a responsibility to warn mother. Warn those that are staying behind that they need to be in repenting so God will have mercy on their soul. Because the greater judgment coming, and, you know, we will see the beginning of all this stuff. And we're already seeing the beginning, but greater stuff is coming. And so we got to continue to warn people. we got to continue to tell people that this God is mad at the world. And he is about to release his judgment to the world. And so we have the responsibility to tell them, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, tonight, hallelujah, I, I have a message to share. And before I share this message, I want to share a testimony I had a couple of nights ago. Um, praise God, I, I, I was really going through through a really tough situation with this coughing. And, and my, my neck started to swollen. And, and it, it was hurting so much, hallelujah, but that when I went to bed, my, my neck was so swollen, and, and it was hurting so much, and I'm asking the Lord to heal me. But you know, sometimes God heals you quick, sometimes he wants you to wait, and so I had no problem waiting on God. Sometimes we want things uh, fast, but, you know, in God's timing, it's always the right time. And so I was just praying to the Lord in pain. And just asking the Lord to heal me. And still waiting on the Lord to take this pain from my neck. My neck was so swollen. And I could hardly speak. As I speak, it were hurt. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I went to bed. And I, in order to sign, when, when I went into prayer before going to bed, uh, my prayer language changed. I was praying in the Spirit. Or the Spirit was praying through me. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so... As, as as the spirit was praying to me, I noticed that I was praying like in a heavenly heavenly uh, communication. Hallelujah! And so it was like the Lord praying through me, and so it was awesome. It was awesome. 
And so it was like the Lord praying to me. He took over my, my well and his well. And so I was asking God that I wanted to hear heaven's um, uh, worship, heaven choir, worshiping God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, and so the Lord, hallelujah, as I went into bed, uh, really, um, it was like I was in heaven at the same time, and I could hear the heavenly choir singing to God. And it was so awesome. The anointing, the presence of God was so real. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And yes, I was rebuking demons. I was coming again on curses that, 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 that were led this to me. And, and praise God, because I know there's a lot of witches and, and, and warlocks and Satan and his demons um, coming against me to try to stop uh, preaching the message here through the Black Talk Radio. But it don't matter because greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in this Black Talk Radio than he that's in the world. And so I don't need to be afraid because I trust Jesus. And Jesus said, all, all power has been given to him by the Father. He has all power in heaven and all power on earth. And so he has all power down here. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So I don't need to be afraid. And so Jesus also said to me in heaven, don't worry, my son. Satan has no access to you. And so I'm, I'm trusting Jesus. But I'm also not being negligent to, to pray and rebuke the devil, rebuke, you know, Break the power of Satan. Hallelujah. In my name, thou will cast out demons, Jesus said. And so, you know, I'm not being negligent to claim the word of God over my life. And over this this, this um, swelling on my neck. And so I was praying for this. I was breaking curses. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All generation of curses. Any attack of any curse. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I know the, the, other, the other day, last month or two months ago, or maybe a little more, I, I, my neck got attacked. And so the Lord let me know that there were witches, demons praying against me to attack my neck, sending curses against me. And so as I went in prayer with the Lord, the Lord broke all these curses out of my neck, and, and the swelling went away. Everything just went away right away. And I was completely healed, praise for the glory of God. Everything that happens to us is for the glory of God. And we're going to go into that, into the Word of God tonight. The glory of God. Everything you suffer, everything you go through down here, everything you do, if you preach the gospel, it's for the glory of God. It is not for your glory. It is not for my glory. It's for His glory. And so tonight we're going to make that clear according to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Some of you might be sick. Lazarus was sick and died. And Jesus said it was for the glory of God. And so we're going to go into that tonight. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That whatever you're going through, if you're serving God, if you're waiting on God, if you're trusting God, it is for his glory. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says. So we're going into that tonight. But before we do this, hallelujah, I want to share a testimony. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so in this, in this experience the Lord was giving me, I could hear like two angels, hallelujah. They have these beautiful, beautiful boys singing to God. And, and they, there was one thing about them that, you know how we sing down here? We take a rest as we're singing a song. And so they, they will not breathe. They will not stop to, to breathe, to continue to sing to God. It was a constant singing to God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And it was such, such a beautiful music. Hallelujah. 
constant just praising God, worshiping God. And it was just this anointing, this presence of God was so beautiful, so amazing. And so I had six hours of that all night long. Praise Jesus. I just connected with heaven. And one of the amazing things was that I could hear this and 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 my spirit was connected to that, but it was it was in the in my physical body I could hear the music. This was the amazing thing. In my physical body, like a supernatural music being put to your ears. You know, like when you take heaven and you put it into your ears. And, and I could hear that. And it was so awesome to hear that for six hours. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we will wait to see, to, to, to join that very soon. Or, or to be, to, to sit there and watch this. Because this is going to be amazing. When we go home in the rapture, hallelujah. We are really, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Enjoy this when we go to heaven, hallelujah. We need so much of heaven. We need so much of God. And so, again, everything that goes on in heaven, hallelujah, is for the glory of God. It's for God to be glorified. In anyone's life, it is for God to be glorified. Everything we do is for God to be glorified. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, it, and it's so great when we can understand that. And so we before before we go into into the new excuse me into the New Testament, I want to go into the old, Hallelujah, because so much of the new comes from the old. And so we have we're in Exodus fourteen. So then the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, "Tell the people of Israel to turn back. Have them come near Pihesherah between Merah and the Red Sea." They must come by the Red Sea, right across from Baal Siphon. Pharaoh would, would think, says God, the people of Israel are wandering around the land. They don't know which way to go. The desert is all around them. Look at the plan of God. You know, if you wonder if God has a plan for your life, God has a plan for your life. See, here the enemy it's, it's, it's planning to eliminate the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, under the command of Moses, but under the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord here tells Moses, tell Moses his plan. And so he told Moses, have them between Meroth and the Red Sea, okay? They must come by the, by the seed. This was, this was God's... And a strategy from God. Right across the Bay of Siphon, Pharaoh will thank the Lord. The people of Israel are wandering around the land. They don't know which way to go. So the desert is all around them. And so just for the enemy to think is we have them. We have them. Mm-hmm. We're going to have them for dinner. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so every time the enemy has a plan against you, God has a greater plan. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 4. And so I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn. He will chase them, but I will gain glory for myself because of what will happen to Pharaoh and his whole army. Listen to this. Even when God defeats your enemy, God gets the glory. Remember this. So even when he may... Uh, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. Okay? 
Even when he's dead, Dan, God had a purpose. Even when you think your enemy are overcoming you, and you say, but what's happening, God? It's all a plan of God for your life. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so God had in mind, not just to destroy Pharaoh, but to destroy his whole army. And so the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. <laughs> Praise Jesus for God. So the Israelites camped by the Red Sea. Oh, see, hallelujah. And so, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The enemy had a plan, but God had a greater plan. Thank you, Jesus. He is so smart, hallelujah. This is why I tell you, you need a rabbi. And you need Rabbi Yeshua. You need Rabbi Jesus, hallelujah. Don't go on without him. Don't go a day without him. You need him. He has greater plan than your enemy. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Verse 5. The king of Egypt was told that the people had gotten away. Then Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind about them. Just when they say, okay, Moses, go ahead. You and your people will let you go. Fine, go ahead. They said, we have, uh, we, what, what, we, what we have done, says, I'm sorry. We let the people of Israel go. We lost our slave and all the work they used to do for us, says Pharaoh and the officials. So he has his chariot made ready. He took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariot and midget. He also took all, along all the other chariot officers were all in charge of all of them. So all the people that used to be in the Israelite and all Pharaoh's best men, best army, God wanted to deal with them. God wanted to deal with the people who be in the Israelite when they were slaves. Because Benjamin is of the Lord, Benjamin is of God, and so they thought the Israelite was miserable, weak. Okay, and so God said, "You know what you what you have done to my people when they were slain? You have beaten them, you have beaten their back, but you know what? Benjamin is mine," says the Lord. And so God now He has said, "I'm going to take care of these people who beaten my sons and daughter." Okay. Because Benjamin is of the Lord. Verse 8. Then the Lord made the heart, the heart of Pharaoh and the king of Egypt stubborn. So he chased the Israelites who were mad, marching out, out, of, out boldly. The Egyptians went after the Israelites. And all Pharaoh's horses and chariot and horsemen and troops went after them. They caught up with them. And they camped by the sea. The Israelites were, were near Peshawar across from Baal Siron. And please forgive my, my, my um, Hebrew. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up. There were the Egyptians marching after them. The Israelites were terrified. So he, uh, the Holy Spirit said that, you know, he didn't say they were afraid. He didn't say the Israelites were afraid. He said they were terrified. <laughs> You know, terrified is the next level after being afraid. You know, you get afraid. You know, when you hear a hurricane is coming like Sandy, you're probably in your house, but you're not thinking straight. And you're probably in the area where the government wants you to get out of that. And so these 49 people, maybe they're not listening to the warning of the government. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so they probably were afraid. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. 
But when Sandy came, they got terrified, but it was too late. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We need to be careful. We need to be serving God. Because even though if we died, Jesus said, if those that are believing in me died, if he, if he that believes in me died, he will live again. Amen. If any one of those people that died were with Jesus Christ, you know what? He's in heaven now. He's ahead of you and I. He's dancing up there. He's jumping up and down. He or she. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you think they have it bad, they have it great. Those that made it to heaven. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up. There were the Egyptians marching after them. The, the Israelites were terrified. They cried out to the Lord. Pray Jesus. When people see themselves in trouble, and they cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah. Cry out to God. We are at the end time. This is not the time to stay quiet. This is the time to cry out. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to God for help. Stop going to man. Let me tell you something. If you keep on going to man, you're going to end up in more trouble than when you began. I don't know how many times I'm going to tell this to people. Because I got, I'm telling you this why, because I got people writing to me every day, different people. But there's one thing I notice about them, and that they love to run to man. They think that if they run to man, there is the help. Run to Jesus, hallelujah. Run to him. Call to God. Do what the Israelites did. They cry out to the Lord, the Bible said. Cry out to Yeshua, to Jesus. Cry out to him. Stop crying out to man. Stop saying, if my uncle would see you, if this person would see you, my friend would see you. No. Cry out to Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Stop crying out to man. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is why people are ending in more trouble in their life. They keep on trusting men for their life. Start trusting men for your life. Because even sometimes when the government tells you it's all fine, it's all okay, you know, there comes a hurricane and kills you. And now who do you have your trust on? Your, the government. Trust Jesus. It's okay to obey the law, but trust Jesus. Trust him. He will take care of you, hallelujah. And even if you die believing in him, he will bring you to heaven. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Then verse 11 said, Then Moses, they said to Moses, Why did you bring us to the desert to die? Oh boy, there they go going to man again. Weren't there any grave in Egypt? What have you done to us by bringing us to Egypt? We told you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. I would have been better for us to serve the Egyptian than to die here in the desert. See, this is the problem when you got your eyes on men. Even when God is doing something great, you can't see it because your eyes are on men. You're trusting a man and a mere man. Hallelujah. If you trust in Jesus, he will help you. He has the power to help you. He's God. He is God. You see, no one that came to Jesus when he was on earth for three and a half years in his ministry, he turned away. No one. 
No one he turned away. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He helped them. He extended his hand to them. If they were sick, he healed them. Hallelujah. He comforted Martha. And he comforted his sister, Mary. He comforted everyone that came to him. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because that's why God that's why God appointed his son to be the head, to lead us, to be with us. So we can go to him. Stop going to man. Go to Jesus. I'm telling you, if you keep on going to man, you're going to continue to fall. You're going to continue to make mistakes. Hallelujah. Even if you're trusting Jesus and you make a mistake, he's there for you. But in the moment you let someone down, in the moment you let some a man down, you're no good to him anymore. But not Jesus. Even when Peter denied him three times, Jesus did not abandon Peter. Hallelujah. He did not abandon him. And, and, and let me tell you, Peter cried bitterly, the Bible said. It hurt him so much to deny Jesus. It just hurts so much when you know how good Jesus is. It hurts. It hurts when you are unfaithful to him. I've been there, I know. And I know many of you that are listening to me been there too. And you know. And it just hurt when you, hallelujah, are unfaithful to God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Verse 13, Moses answered to the people, he said, don't be afraid. Jesus says, fear not. In the New Testament, Moses says, don't be afraid. Jesus says, fear not. Stand firm. Jesus says, believe. You will see how the Lord will save you today. If you believe, he said to Martha, you'll see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Did you see the, those Egyptians? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did you see those Egyptians? Jesus said, did you see these Pharisees? You will never see them again, says Moses. Hallelujah. They're, they're going to end with a whip and a TV. Grinding our teeth is, hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you. Hallelujah. Just be still. Trust, trust the Father. Trust me. My Father has decided to give you the kingdom, Jesus said. Praise God, hallelujah. You see the similarity with Moses and Jesus, hallelujah. He submitted his life to Jesus so much. He repented himself so much to the Lord for what he did. That God was able to use Moses. Moses submitted his life to him. His pride to him. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, the more you repent pride, the more you feel the presence of God in your life. The more you repent pride with all your heart, thou and unbelief, the more, the, the, more, the more real the presence of God comes into your life. Some people are struggling that are listening to me with, with, with having the presence of God in their life. And it's because they, they are so full of unbelief. They're so full of doubt. And they're so full of pride, hallelujah, praise Jesus, that God looks at the prideful from afar, says Solomon. The God is on the outside looking at them, trying to fill them, but they're so full of pride, they don't want to repent that pride. You see, everything down here is pride. People are so prideful for everything. 
You know, they rest on pride. They think their pride is it, it, what's up. Hallelujah. Heaven is what's up. Pride comes from the pit of hell. My brother, my sister, hallelujah. It needs to be repented. Verse 15. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people of Israel to move on. Praise Jesus. You know, there's a time to cry, says Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a time to cry. Cry to, a, time, cry to, a time to mourn. There's a time for love. There's a time for everything under the sun. Hallelujah. But when God wants you to move forward in him, that is now the time for you to stop. What God tells you to go somewhere, it's not the time for you to stop and cry and say, wait a minute. There's a cry of faith and there's a cry of unbelief. There's a cry of obedience and there's a cry of unbelief. And a lot of people get stuck in the cry of unbelief. That cry but you don't move forward. You just sat there. I'm waiting on God. When God already has told you what to do. You're not moving by faith. You're stuck crying in unbelief. Hallelujah. You better start repenting that, that unbelief. You better start repenting that cry. You got to check what kind of cry are you doing. Because it's a cry of, hallelujah, of unbelief and it's a cry of faith. Hallelujah. Are you crying because you are moving, you are being obedient to God? And you're just rejoicing. Hallelujah. Two different cries, I tell you. That's true. I've been there. Hallelujah. I have cried many times. I know. I know when my cry is unbelieving doubt. Hallelujah. Praise. Remember that man that went to Jesus for a miracle for his daughter? Jesus healed my daughter. And he was standing there in front of Jesus, looking at Jesus. He just helped my unbelief. He, he, he finally noticed, he looking at Jesus like, boy, my trouble is my unbelief. You know, I need a miracle, but I have a problem. My unbelief. And so he was crying there before the Lord. <clears throat> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Noticing that when you come to Jesus and he reveals to you your problem, you can see it there clearly. He saw his problem. Because when you come to Jesus, you come to the light. And Jesus said that when you put the light in the open, you can see things. You can see what's around. And when you come, you come to the light of Jesus, you can see your problem clearly. It has an address and it has a name. And it has a sequel too. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Moses, then the Lord spoke to Moses and said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people of Israel to move on. Hold your wording staff out. Reach your hand out over to the Red Sea to part the water. Then the people can go through the sea, and, hallelujah, on the dry ground. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I will make the heart of the Egyptians stubborn. So now, not only God made Pharaoh heart stubborn, he made everyone who was coming after them, those that beat and the Jewish people, the Israelites, he made their heart, heart pride. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That's all God has to allow to happen, pride. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because pride comes before a fall. If you have pride, you are going to fall. Because when this Egyptian who had a stubborn heart looked at the, at the Israelite going to the dry land, they said, Psh, 
If they're doing that and we got horses, we got Sharia, we're going to do battle than what they're doing. Prime. Not thinking, well, well, their God is doing this. Not our God. Their God is doing this. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so they were so prideful. They said, all right, let's go. Hallelujah. We're going to have them for dinner this afternoon. But you know what? The shark, the whale, and all those animals had them for dinner that afternoon. Not the Israelites. Praise Jesus. Because no one can come against God and rejoice. Hallelujah. Because God has a greater plan. God has a greater plan, hallelujah. And so God says to Moses, I will make the heart of the Egyptians stubborn. They will go after the Israelites. I will gain glory for myself. Let me tell you something. Whatever you're going through, your trials and testing, it's for God's glory. God is going to gain glory through your suffering. I'm going to say it again. God is going to get glory through your suffering. You are suffering. You are going through difficult times. You lost your job. You got little money. Whatever you are going through, you are sick. You are really suffering, my sister, my brother. God is gaining glory through your suffering. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. God is gaining glory. Learn to give him the glory through your suffering. Don't take it. It's not for you. It's for God. Hallelujah. And so God says, I will gain glory from for myself, because of what will happen to the Pharaoh, his whole army, his chariots, his horsemen, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, that I will gain glory, because what, I, what will happen to all of them? When the enemy comes against you, and God stops on in his track, God gains glory. When the enemy has a plan to destroy you and your family, but you stand firm, like God says to Moses and the Israelites, and the, to them to stand firm, and you stand firm in prayer, and you get up in the morning, and you claim salvation for your family. You claim salvation to those that are lost. You pray for the city. You pray for the government. You pray for God to have mercy, and you stand there on, on faith. When you stand there believing God will gain glory because God will give you the victory. Hallelujah. Remember that God has a greater plan. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we need a touch from you, Holy Spirit. We need your oil tonight, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please release more of your oil. More from your presence, Holy Spirit. Marvelous Holy Spirit of God in Jesus Christ. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Please move in a special way tonight. Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, take the pain and suffering of those that are hurting now tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, I ask you, please, please, Holy Spirit, you are our helper. Please help them, Holy Spirit. Help them with what they're struggling with. Help them to see the way. Give them wisdom, Holy Spirit, in Yeshua's name. In Yahashua's mighty name, Holy Spirit. We pray for wisdom, wisdom for what we're going through in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, the Egyptian will know, says God, that I am the Lord, and I will gain glory because of what will happen to all of them. Hallelujah. Start complaining. For what you're going through, your suffering, your situation. Because God is gaining glory through you, through your suffering. 
And even if the enemy is coming against you, let me tell you something. God is getting glory. Stop complaining. Hallelujah. God has a greater victory for you. He has a greater plan. Trust him. Paul says to the Roman, in Romans 8, 8, 17, as his children, we will receive all that he has for us. We will share what Christ receives. Listen to this. But we must share in his suffering if we want to share in his glory. You want to share Jesus' glory? You want to share what God gave Jesus? Hallelujah. We must share in his suffering. Hey, hallelujah. And you, you got many people saying up there, you don't need to suffer. That is not of God. But Romans 8, 17 said that we must share, hallelujah, in the suffering of the Lord. If you serve Jesus Christ, you are going to suffer. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, 8, 18 said, hallelujah. What we are suffering now is nothing, says Paul. Compare with the glory that we will be shown in us. You want to see the greater thing? You got to go through suffering now then. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16, 27. The Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory. I wanted to leave this one for later, but it's there. The Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is coming in his Father's glory. His angel will come with him. And he will reward everyone in keeping with what they have done. Whatever you have done for Jesus, you are getting, you're getting a reward from God. God is going to reward you. All the suffering you are going through. Preaching the word gives God glory. Your suffering gives God glory. Hallelujah. Any embarrassment for Christ gives God glory. Everything that the Israelites went through in Egypt, getting beaten, gave God glory. Because they, they were supposed to wait on God. Banging is of the Lord, says the Bible. So they were supposed to wait on God to take banging. And so God remembered those that had beaten them. God had hit the memory. God, you know, we praise God for the good God we have. He has such a great memory. The Israelites could not take banging on these people. But God, what they did, and so God did, look what, look what the enemy has done to my people. I remember everything. Now it's time for them to pay. Boy, the way God took Benjamin on them, they had no chance. They had no escape. Because God made their heart heart. He's, hallelujah. They were sitting on their pride. And when they ran for that dry land, the water being held by the wind, by the hand of God, and when God remove its hand, let me tell you, the earth might be, the people on the earth are laughing now at the, at the Christians. Wait until God releases judgment. Wait until God takes vengeance. And I say a prophesy and say, vengeance of the Lord is coming to the earth, to all that are dwelling on the earth. Vengeance is coming from God. God have mercy on them. Because vengeance is coming from God. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. 
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 30 says, At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. All the nations of the world will be sad. Will be sad. They will see the Son of Man. This is the end, the end of the seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. They will see the Son of Man. They will see Jesus coming in the cloud and the sky. He will come with power and great glory. When that glory comes, it's going to change everything. When Jesus comes in his glory, that is the end of the wicked. That is the end. No more game. Hallelujah. Jesus is going to end with the game. Hallelujah. The games. Hallelujah. Luke 147. Let's go back to what gives God glory. Luke 147 says, Mary said, My soul gives glory to the Lord when Mary Magdalene rejoices. He said, My soul gives glory to the Lord when you rejoice in God, when you rejoice in His Word, when you rejoice in Him, when you rejoice in His Holy Spirit, when you rejoice in His presence, your soul gives glory to God. <coughs> everything in you, everything in you gives glory to God. That's why you were made. Hallelujah. Look, Hallelujah. Luke 2, 14, to make, may glory be given to God in the highest of heaven. May peace be given to those he is pleased with on the earth. Hallelujah. You will rejoice in the peace of God when you walk in obedience. You want peace, seek obedience to God. And he will give you peace. Hallelujah. Luke 2, 20 says, a shepherd returned. They gave glory and praise to God. Everything that they had seen and heard was just as they had told. Their praise gave glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we got someone there again bothering. Hallelujah. The people in the chat room. That is so sad. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything you do, the Bible says, gives glory to God. They give glory to God through the worship. Luke 9, 32, Peter and his companion have been very sleepy, but they, they became completely awake. They saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. I'm telling you, when the glory comes, praise Jesus, hallelujah. When the glory comes, there's change from God. When he comes in his glory, he's going to change everything. John 1, 14 said, the word became a human being. He made his home with us. We have seen his glory. It is the glory of the one only son. He came from the Father and he was full of grace and truth. Let me tell you, when Moses asked the Lord, hallelujah, back in Acts, he wanted to see his glory. And so God, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. i sorry, I'm on the air. I cannot take my phone call on the air. And so Moses wanted to see the Lord's, hallelujah, glory. And so God said, go up to the mountain and stay there. And when I go by, you'll see my glory. And so uh, Moses saw Jesus back. But 2,000 years ago, we saw him completely. Hallelujah. And there's an explanation for that. Moses saw his back. We saw him completely. Because we are born out of the word of God, born out of, out of the spirit. They were walking by sin, but we are walking by faith. Hallelujah. 
And so there's a greater glory to God when you walk by faith. Stop walking by sight and walk by faith, by faith and see the glory you give God. Hallelujah. And so a lot of people don't understand this. There's a greater glory you give God when you walk by faith. You honor him. You worship him when you walk by faith. Because then you, you're able to obey him as he talks to you. Because you're walking by faith. You are believing him. Moses was walking by faith. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But the rest of the people were walking by sight. And so it's so hard when you're walking by sight because you're always expecting to see something. Then when you're walking by faith, you're just believing. Hallelujah. John 2.11 says, that, that was the first Jesus miracle sign he did in, in Cana, in Galilee. Jesus allowed his glory to by doing. Excuse me, hallelujah. And his disciples put their faith into him. Hallelujah. His disciples were able to put their faith on him because of what they saw. <coughs> hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When they saw what Jesus did, they said, no, we got to put our faith on this. This, this, is, this. Praise God Almighty. He is so good. He is so wonderful. Hallelujah. I want to remind people not to miss tomorrow night program. We have a special guest tomorrow night. Hallelujah. He never been on the Lord's hour. He is a man of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, and he's going to bring us a message from the Lord tomorrow night. And so uh, his name is John Ken, I believe it is his last name. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but, you know, he will be with us tomorrow. He can probably clarify that tomorrow night. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. John 8.50 says, I am not seeking glory for myself, says Jesus. But there is one who brings glory to me. He is the judge, talking about the Father. And to confirm that, I'm going to read John 8, 54. Jesus replied, if he bring glory to myself, hallelujah, my glory means nothing. You claim that my Father is your God. He is the one who brings glory to me. Jesus said, look at this. People seek glory for themselves, okay? And a lot of people say you should not pray to Jesus. But look, the Father, hallelujah, gave his son glory. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, for what his son did. Because his son is God. And so he gave Jesus glory, hallelujah, Jesus said. And people down here don't want to give him no glory. They said, no, we should only give glory to God, they said. And they argue that, they argue that, and they don't want to praise Jesus, hallelujah, believe that. Now here's the story, the story of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick, the Bible said. He was from Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. Mary would later uh, pour perfume on the Lord. She would also wipe his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick in bed. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, they told him, the one you love is sick. And so when Jesus heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, he said. God's son will receive glory because of it. You see that when you go through suffering, 
When you go through sickness in the Lord, it is for his glory. It is for his glory. Lazarus was sick. And the Bible says here, it will not end in death. It is for the glory of God. It will give the Son of Man glory. He will get glory through his sickness. Hallelujah. And people down here say, oh, if you're sick, that means you are in sin, sister. No. Because Lazarus was sick, and it was for the glory of God. He was not in sin. He was a humble servant of God. Praise Jesus. Read your Bible. Do not let anyone deceive you with the Bible in your hand. Praise Jesus. If someone don't know what they're talking about, don't listen to them. They're false teachers. It is false teaching. They might, they might have, they must have the greater intention to share the Bible with you. But if they're teaching it wrong, that is false teaching. That can contaminate you. That can get you confused. So don't listen to false teaching. Be very, very careful. Verse five: Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. But after he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Excuse me. In another word, the Lord had a plan for Lazarus. The Lord had a plan for Martha and Mary. He had a plan for this family. They did not understand the plan of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. They did not understand. You see, many of, you, many of you who are listening to me now, maybe are going through a difficult time in your life. You may not understand why are you going through this or why God is putting you through this. Hallelujah. But if you wait a little longer in the Lord, if you learn to wait on the Lord, he has a plan to get you out of that. He has a plan. He has a plan to deliver you. Just as he did with the Israelite. Just as he did with the Israelite enemies. He told Moses, bring them up in the desert. Bring them there. Bring them there. Bring them with the, with the Egyptian where they can see them. So the Egyptian will think that, you, that, that they, they can kill them now. They're vulnerable. Now, now they can kill them. God had a plan. And if you ask him in prayer, if you seek him in prayer, he will reveal his plan for your life. If you wait on him, learn to wait on the Lord. Learn to be patient. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Seek for it. Learn to be patient in God. Learn to wait on God. Learn to be to walk in peace in God. Because if you're walking in peace, you can make better decisions in your life. But if you're always running, if you're always seeking people for advice for your decision, you are going to fall. Hallelujah. The Lord. And do not lean on your own understanding. Do not trust others with your decision, with the plan where God can lead you. Do not put other men in that, in the, in that regard because you're going to fall. I'm telling you, they may have the greater intention for your life. There have been family members who have been Christian who have mislead people, mislead their sister, mislead their brother. That happens a lot in this life. We know this. But if we learn to be led by the Holy Spirit, if we learn to be led by the Lord, we will be secure. We will have a secure victory in God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But after this, he heard Lazarus was sick. He stayed where he was 
for two more days. He says, my plan will come to pass in two days more. And they wanted it now. Martha and all the Jewish people and, 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 and even the disciples, no, they wanted it now. Now God has to do something now. I cannot wait any longer. No, God has to do it today because if God don't do it today, I don't know what's going to happen. Or, or my sister's going to die. Or my brother Lazarus is going to die. That's, I hear people saying that. If the Lord don't do something now, I need him to do it now. Now, brother. I need it now. Not tomorrow. Not, not, not. And today. Wait two days. Wait, wait, wait. In the plan of God. Just wait. Be patient. Pray for patience. Pray pray to the Lord to teach you how, how to wait on his plan. Wait on him. Hallelujah. He will give you secure victory. And so Jesus said, well, you know, first he said God is going to get the glory through this. Okay. And so the disciple did not understand this. He probably, he's probably sleeping. Well, if he's asleep, let's go awaken him. They still did not understand God's plan. Many of you who are listening to me, you still don't understand God's plan for your life. But he will give you a secure victory. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Verse 7, I'm sorry. Then he says to his disciple, let us go, hallelujah, back to Judea. Today, Jesus said, let's go back to Judea, hallelujah. Or Judea, hallelujah. And so, verse 8 says, but Rabbi, they say... A short time ago, the Jews tried to kill you with stone. Are you still going back there? Do you see? When you don't understand the plan of God, you know what you do? You start thinking about your enemy's plan. Oh, you know, last year we tried to go and evangelize, and we had all these people come against us. Even the police arrested some of us. It, 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 was, it was such a hell. It was such a hell. We better not go this year. But let me tell you something. If you pray, I pray to God that you're going out to evangelize this year, and God said, go, you don't need to worry about. It will not happen what happened last year. Maybe last year you went on your own knowledge and your own thinking, and you didn't pray to God. Maybe you pray to God on your way going through there, but you couldn't pray days before and waited on God. But I tell you something, if you ask God, when you go through those people, they will not even see you again. They will not even come against you. See, when, when the, the Bible says when a man is walking right with God, even God will make his enemy friends. Those enemies of yours, and I've gone through this, I have people come against me that they wanted to kill me. I prayed to God and I waited on God. Later on, they became my friend. One of my enemies who threatened to cut my neck, and as I prayed to the Lord and waited, he came and shook my hand. One of my enemies who, who threatened to kill me, I remember, he got saved through me. The Lord used me to save him. How do you like that? Because I prayed and I waited on the Lord. Hallelujah. And he came and says to me, you know, I had threatened to kill you, Elvie. But I don't know. Now I feel like I want to serve God. And I said, do you want to give your life to the Lord? And he said, yes. And he started crying and crying. He said, I'm sorry. He gave me a hug. My friend who threatened to kill me, now was my brother in Christ. How do you like that? Remember the disciple in the book of Acts? When Paul saw God converted to Jesus, when he got saved, they were afraid of Paul. 
Even when Paul was saved and wanted to share with the Christian, they were afraid. Excuse me, they, they were afraid of him. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But God had changed Paul's heart. God can do the same things to your enemy. If you learn to wait on him, if you learn to trust him, God can do anything. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Verse 9 says, Jesus answered, Aren't there 12 hours in the, in the daylight? A person who walked during the day won't trip and fall. He can see because of this world light. light. But when he walked at night, he will trip and fall because he has no light. That is so true. Verse 11. After he said this, Jesus went on speaking to them. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. He says, but I go in there to awake him up. Excuse me. His disciple replied, Lord, if he is sleeping, we will go there better. Hallelujah. And so they still did not understand what was happening. Hallelujah. But if you learn to wait on him, even though you don't understand what God is doing, he will give you a secure victory. Just learn to wait on him. Then he goes, and this is what he's finding in, in John 1, 11, 40. Then Jesus said, Martha, come on, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have been dead. Then Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of belief. This is the problem we have on earth. No one believes. Everyone is moving in doubt and in unbelief and in pride. You go outside your door and the water is full of pride. The water is full of unbelief and the water is full of doubt. But you and I, when we believe, we make the difference. We're not the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Someone has to believe God in order for God to move. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You want God to use you? Repent down and believe in pride. Believe him. Boy, and wait on him, and you see what God will do through you. He will do mighty things that you, you, you do not know of. If you call unto him, he says that to Jeremiah in chapter 33, verse 3. He will, he will do things that, hallelujah, they're not even going through your mind. Because God can do anything. John 12, 16 says, At first Jesus, his disciples did not understand all this. They realized only after he had received glory, then they realized that these things have been written about him. They realized that the people had done these things to him. That everything he was going through was for the glory of God. Everything he was going through, his suffering, his being stoned, his being threatened, God was getting glory to everything Jesus was going through. Hallelujah. And even through everything the disciple was going through, God was getting glory. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. John 2, 28, Jesus said, Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice came from the heaven and said, I have brought glory to my name. I will bring glory again to it again. God moves where he gets the glory. When God gets the glory in your life, I'm going to tell you this. Listen careful now. When God gets the glory in your life, hallelujah, then you will see the move of God through you. God will move through you. 
God will yield to you when he get all the glory and you get nothing. This is not about Elvi. I am nothing. It's all about Jesus. When he gets all the glory, then he will move. Hallelujah. But if I take some of that glory because of my pride, God cannot use me. Pride comes before I fall because God knows I will fall. This is why we need to repent in pride. But when God gets the glory to you, he will use you. Hallelujah. Remember that. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. John 13, 31 says that the Judah was gone. Jesus spoke. He said, now the Son of Man receives glory, and he will bring glory to the Father. He was giving glory to the Father for everything he did. Everything when he did was for the glory of God. Every word that came out of his mouth was for the glory of God because he was doing it in obedience. Obedience bring glory to God. Holiness bring glory to God. Your holiness bring glory to him. Your obedience bring glory to him. Your submission to the Holy Spirit bring glory to him. Being led by the Holy Spirit Bring glory to God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointing. I thank you. He is so good. He is so wonderful. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. John 15 and 8 said, When you bear a lot of fruit, it brings glory to my Father, Jesus said. And it shows that you are my disciple. <laughs> I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We can learn so much from the rabbi Jesus. He is our teacher. He can teach us so much. Hallelujah. When you, he says, bear fruit. When you can love other people, you bring glory to God. When you can forgive other people, hallelujah, their sins against you. They're offending you. When you can forgive them, that brings glory to God. Hallelujah. When you can love them where they are, that brings glory to God. When you can help them, when you can support the poor, that brings glory to God. There's no more, That brings a lot of honor and glory to God when you support the poor. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We have such a great example from our Father. But not only that, Jesus, it was shown. It was shown that you are my disciple. It was shown that you are a Christian. It will show that you are a man and a woman of God. I thank you, Jesus. It will show, it will show, people will see that you are a woman of God, that you are a man of God. Hallelujah. When you, when you bear a lot of fruit and bring glory to my Father, Jesus said, when you bring glory to God, it will be shown through you that you are a daughter of God and that you are a man of God. God will show it. God will make sure people will see that and glorify him. They will say, for surely she is a woman of God. For surely he is a man of God. Because it will show, God says, and his word must come to pass. The word that came out of his mouth can, will not return void, but it will do what it was sent to do. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. John sixteen fourteen says, 
He will bring me glory by receiving something from me and showing it to you. The Holy Spirit excuse me, will bring glory to Jesus through your life. If you submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit, breathe glory to God, it will bring glory also to Jesus. God will be happy with you when you are led by the Holy Spirit. Because he is the spirit of truth. There's not another spirit of truth on earth. But there's only one spirit of truth from heaven, and it's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. John 17, 1 says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. He said, Father, the time has come. Bring glory to your son, then your son will be glory to you. My brothers and sisters, this is the time. This is the last hour. Bring glory to your father. Hallelujah. Don't get into gossiping with anyone. When you gossip against your brother, you bring shame to your father. But when you retain your tongue from speaking against your brother and sister, you bring glory to him. Do not get into gossiping against anyone because I bring shame to your father. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. John 17, 4 says, I have brought you glory on earth, Jesus says. And I have finished the work you gave me to do. Jesus was always obedient to the Father. He was always seeking to do the will of God. Boy, we can learn one or two things from Jesus. Because he was always obedient to the Father. May we also do the same thing he did. May we also walk in obedience, hallelujah, to the Father like Jesus did. We have a greatest temple. Look to Jesus. Stop looking to man. Stop it. Stop it or you will continue to fall. I'm telling you right now. I got people writing to me. Hallelujah. I went to church last night. I got offended. I'm not going back anymore. Forget about this. You better stop looking at man. I'm telling you right now. You keep your eyes on men, you're going to fall. Keep your eyes on Jesus. If your eyes are on Jesus, whatever people do, you will forgive them and you will move forward. If not, you will hold that in your heart. You will hold that in your heart against them. And the devil will use that to get you lost. Be very careful with unforgiveness. If you have unforgiveness on your heart, get on your knees and pray Get right there where you are. Start praying and say, Lord, I want to forgive all these people that have offended me over the years, Lord. Everything in my heart that I have against them, Lord. Please, Lord Jesus, I forgive them. Heal my heart, Lord. Heal my life on this unforgiveness. And the Lord, if you truly, sincerely pray to him this prayer, he will forgive you. <laughs> Seek forgiveness from God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. John 17, 10, Jesus said, all, all I have is yours, talking to the Father. And all you have is mine. Glory has come to me because of my disciple, Jesus said. You see, you are his disciple. You are his sons and daughter. God gets glory through you. Jesus gets glory through you. Through your obedience. Through your keeping the word. Through your loving your brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, through you being careful how you walk with God. The Lord, God Almighty, gets the glory. I thank you, Jesus. John 17, 24 says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. 
I want them to see my glory. You see, that's also rapture there. He wants to take you on the rapture to heaven. He wants you to be where he is. I want them to see my glory heaven. The glory you have given me, you gave it to me because you love me before the world was created. Hallelujah. There you have the example. Jesus wants you to be with him. Hallelujah. He wants to take you home in the rapture. Praise God. Give him glory for your life. John 21, 19, Jesus said, this point out of how Peter would die. Now, I'm talking about how Peter would die. His death, Jesus said, will bring glory to God. Then Jesus says to him, follow me. Peter dead on the cross, which he said he wasn't worthy to be crucified the way Jesus was. So that I believe they said they put it, they crucified him with his head looking, his head looking down. And so Peter and his dad, on his dad, gave glory to God. Even in the point when you are dying, you can give glory to God through your death. You can give glory to God on the death dying, on a bad dying. In the hospital dying, you can give glory to God. Peter and his dad was going to give glory to Jesus, to God. You can do the same thing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Acts 3.13 said, The God of our father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have done this. He has brought glory to Jesus who served him. We are servants of God. Amen. God will get the glory through us as we serve him in honesty. He has brought glory to Jesus he, who served him, but you handed him over to, to, to be killed. Pilate had decided to let him go, but you have spoke against Jesus when he was in Pilate court, talking to the hypocrite and all those people that crucified Jesus. Romans 1, 5 says, I received God's grace because of what Jesus did so that I could bring glory to him. Paul, the Apostle Paul says, look, look to the brothers and sisters in Rome. He says, let me share this with you, my brothers and sisters. Look, I received God's grace because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Not what i done, so what Jesus did. So I could be, bring glory to him with my life. He made me an apostle to all those who are, who are Jews and the Lord, Gentiles. I must invite them to have faith in God and obey him. Faith and obedience brings glory to God. I thank you, Jesus. It brings glory to God. Hallelujah. If we are faithful, if we walk in faith, that brings glory to God. If we are obedient, that brings glory to God. Romans 2, 7 said, God will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good. They want glory, honor, and life. That never ends. And I know what they want to be with Jesus and his glory. That will never end, for sure. But God, hallelujah, give life to those that keep on doing good. What do we need to do? Keep on doing good. Stay away from evil. Romans 2.10, hallelujah. But there will be glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good. But there will be glory, honor, and peace for anyone who does good. What do we need to do? We need to do good. Hallelujah. That is meant for 
for the Jews, and it also meant for the non-Jews, for the Gentiles. It means for everyone who believes in Christ. It don't matter race, don't matter color. What it matters is that we are all obedient to God. We keep his word. We have faith. We wait on him. That gives glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 4.20. But he kept on believing in God's promise. He became strong in, faith, in his faith. He gave glory to God. My goodness. Hallelujah. But he kept on believing in God's promise. If you believe in God's promise, you're waiting on what God said in the, in the Bible he, that it will come. You're waiting on this rapture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You become strong in faith. Hallelujah. And you give glory to God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You give glory to him by believing his promise. Romans 5, 2. Through faith in, in Jesus, we have received God's grace. In that grace, we stand. We are full of, of joy because we expect to share in God's glory. Remember what we're having. Heaven is, is glory of God. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 8, 19. And also part of his glory is part of his power. And so if you stay faithful and you go home with Jesus in the rapture, Jesus will give you the power to move in the speed of thought when you come back to the millennium. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. That's also, hallelujah, being in God's glory. And so many people want to, wants to be with God. Many people want to go to the millennium. You want to walk in the spirit of thought in the millennium? Hallelujah. You, hallelujah, have to stay in faith. Give God glory through your life to Jesus. Amen. Roman 8.23. Uh, and that's not all, says Paul. We have the Holy Spirit as a promise of the future blessing. But we also groan inside of ourselves and look forward to the time when God will adopt us as a full member of his family. Then he will give us everything he has for us. He will raise our body and give glory to them. Hallelujah. Your new body is part of Jesus' glory. It's part of God's glory. So you are going to be part of God's glory when you go home in the rapture and you disappear within the blink of an eye and you enter heaven, you get a new body, part of God's glory, a new body. Remember when Jesus resurrected on the third day? He said, I made everything new. I make everything new. There you go. You're going to have a new body. That is part of your promise. That is part of my promise. When you come down to the millennium, you're not coming down in this old body that ages at 20 years old. No. In the body you're coming down, it only goes up to 20 years. Then you're forever young. <laughs> I thank you, Jesus. You're not going to age. Not one bit. Hallelujah. You will see Abraham, three, 4,000 years old, looking like 20. And you wonder about that. You'll see Noah. Adam, with a 20-year-old body, glorified body. No one gets old. You see angels who are trillions of years old, they have a 20-year-old body. Thank you, Jesus. That is your promise. That is my promise. That's coming ahead of us, hallelujah. That's all in front of us. Something that you and I can look forward to. Romans 8.30 says, and those that God has planned for, he has also appointed to be saved. 
Those he has appointed, he has made right with himself. To those he has made right with himself, he has given his glory. His promise are right in front of you and I. That when we go and be with him, everything he has said in his word, he will do new bodies, new earth, new heaven. That's all part of his promise. And they are coming. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. And I'm telling you ahead of this, because when you go to heaven, you're going to have angels explaining this stuff to you. I'm explaining it to you down here. Down here, I'm explaining this to you. Because when you go home in the rapture, and you ask the angel, angel, what's up? What's coming, angel? The angel going to say, what do you mean what's coming? It's in that word you have. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 9, 23. What if he did that to show the riches of his glory to others? Those that are people who show his mercy to, he has prepared those to receive his glory. <laughs> people are laughing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He has prepared you, says the Bible, to receive his glory. You are being prepared now with the Holy Spirit. You are being watched with his blood. You are being cleansed. You are being made holy by the Lord and by the Holy Spirit and by Jesus. So you can be in his glory. You can inherit his glory. You can receive his glory. I thank you, Jesus. You can receive your new body. You are being prepared to receive your new body. You are being prepared to receive your new mansions. You are being prepared to receive your new life. You are being prepared to receive your new ministry, your new task in heaven. But you go to heaven. I mean, I saw, uh, hallelujah, a friend of my brother, Larry, Jim. He died over two, three, four years ago. My brother Larry told me about him. I never saw this man. The Lord took me once to heaven, and I see this man, Jim, looking at me. And in heaven, I knew he was Jim. Jim, I believe it is. And I'm looking at Jim, and I could recognize him, the man that Larry spoke to me about, the brother in Christ. And he, he was doing his task in heaven. And he had such a smile on him. He was smiling, looking at me. Hallelujah. And it was so awesome to meet him up in heaven. And, and watch him working with the angel. And we are the redeemed doing his task. And, and I'm looking at Jim. And, and so when I come down, I'm talking to my brother Larry. And so Larry, he tells me the story about Jim. He said, Jim was my best friend, Albie. And so he told me about his wife, Valerie, you know that. So we met her. We went to her house. We had Bible study with her and all that. And I was like, and, and so I believe she had some picture of him up, and, and, you know, the, the age he was and all that. And Larry says to me, brother, this was Jim. I said, Larry, when I saw Jim, he was in his 20s. He was no more than 20 years old. And even though I saw the picture, I can still know that was Jim. But now he had a glorified body, a better looking body. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he has such a joy in heaven. And, and my brother Larry said, Brother Elby, when Jim was dying in bed, I was dead. It was so horrible to see him suffer. Brother Elby, he really, really suffered. But he suffered for the glory of God. My brother Jim suffered for the glory of God. 
You know, if someone would have told me this years ago, I would not understand this, maybe. But, you know, when I saw that in heaven, when people down here suffer for the glory of God, and how when they make it to heaven, hallelujah, they, God comes and gives them everything he had promised them out there. I, I thank you. I feel the glory of Jesus. I feel his presence. The Lord is loving this. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and when I saw Jim in heaven, it, it, you know, it, it, it tells you everything that God promised. Hallelujah. Everything that God promised. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. It comes to pass. Our God cannot lie. The Bible said it's impossible for God to lie. And so I'm looking at Jim in heaven. I believe I saw him twice in heaven. And and what I'm looking at, I'm looking at a man who in bed gave his life to Jesus, got his life straight with Jesus, did not care what he left behind, but only cared to look forward to be with the Master, with Rabbi Jesus. Hallelujah. And now Jim is in heaven, hallelujah, and he rejoiced in the Lord. He is serving the Lord, hallelujah, with such a joy, such a happiness in him. I can see him smiling. I can see him working for Jesus. I can see him walking back and forward. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, heaven is so awesome. Heaven is so awesome. Wait until you get there. Please don't let anything down here stop you from getting to heaven. Distract you from getting to heaven. You must get there. Heaven is so wonderful. Heaven is so good. Hallelujah. You know, when I started hearing about heaven, when I started just hearing messages and testimony, I wanted more. I wanted to hear more, and I wanted the Bible, and I'm looking at things about heaven, and I'm researching heaven, and this and that, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm crying to God, and I'm seeking the Lord. I wanted more. I wanted to know more. I wanted to see more. But it starts by faith. We are the God by faith. It starts by faith, by obedience, hallelujah, by keeping our promise. If I tell the Lord I'm going to fast tomorrow, I must keep the promise. You know, and I learn in this walk that even if I tell the Lord I'm going to fast tomorrow and I get sick, I got to keep that promise because I told the Lord I'm going to, to fast. I didn't know I was going to get sick, but you know what? God knew. Excuse me. God knew. God knew I was going to get sick. I didn't know. I don't know the future, but God knows my future. And so I made him a promise. I'm going to fast tomorrow. And so I got to keep that promise. Ecclesiastes said, God don't rejoice and lie. If you make God a promise, you must keep it. And so I learned this. And I, I remember the Lord one day, hallelujah, telling me about this. You made a promise to me, my son, and, and you didn't keep it. And you have said many promises to me, and you have not kept it. And I said, Lord, what, what promise have I made to you? And you, well, you told me you were going to fast. You told me you were going to fast on this day. You told me you were going to fast in this week. And you never kept it. And I, Lord, but I got sick. 
But that's not the point that I got sick. The point was that I made a promise to God. And so when you make a promise to him, you got to keep it. Hallelujah. You got to keep your promise. That's all God wants. And that's all the Lord wanted for me. And he taught this to me. And so even though when I get sick, if I have promised God, I got to keep that promise. Hallelujah. It's better not to promise than to make a promise and not keep it, the Bible says. And this is very important. There's someone up there that needs to hear this. There are people up there that need to hear. This is very important. Hallelujah. But your God, take your God very serious. Don't joke with your salvation. Don't joke with your relationship with God. Some people joke with their relationship with God. Don't do this. You want God to take your word serious? Be serious with God. Be very serious with him. God is nothing to be, be joking with. A lot of people go on Facebook, they joke with their salvation. They joke with their relationship with God. Don't do this. Don't get into that. If someone comes to you joking about salvation, joking about God, walk away from that person. Do not listen to this person. I'm telling you right now, the enemy will do this to people. He'll send people looking like demons looking like people to ten people on Facebook and everywhere. If they start joking about salvation, demons are not saved. Don't pray for demons. They're, not, they're never going to get saved. They've been kicked out of heaven. Hell was made for them. The lake of fire was made for them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good. Romans 8, 36 says, All things come from him. All things are directed by him. All things are for his good. May God be given the glory forever and ever, says Paul. You see, from all things you do for God, everything you do, even when you go to your job, do an honest job because you're getting an honest paycheck. When you go to your work, do what you need to do. Do what your boss is asking you to do. And if you can do it better, do it better. If you can do a better job, do it better. But do what you need to do. Be honest. Give glory to God in everything you do. If you are a mother, be a good mother. If you are a father, be a good father. Give honor to God to you being a father. Amen. Hallelujah. Be be a good a good store of your money. Be a good store of your money before God. Don't take your money and just spend it on nonsense. Use your money wisely. Pray about it. How many of you have prayed to know how to use your money, to know how to use your paycheck? Don't throw away your money. Don't waste your money in lottery, that, hallelujah, of this world that are not worth it. Don't say, well, I'm going to pay the lottery every day, every week, until I win it so I can send a lot of money to the poor. God is not pleased for you to do that. That does not please God. If you want to know about that, pray to the Lord about this. I tried going that way once, I remember. And the Lord says, my son, do not go that way. I tried. I'm telling you, I, tr I tried. The Lord says, don't go that way. You're going your own way. You're not going my way, the Lord says to me. I'm like, uh-oh. I guess I said, Lord, direct me on this. What, what am I doing wrong on this? The Lord said, you are going your own way. You're not going my way. I said, now I understand, Lord. Now I understand. I'm sorry. I will, I will not play the lottery anymore. Hallelujah. And so by you doing good, you honor God, says Paul. You honor God by you doing good. 
by you keeping the, the, the law, by you, hallelujah, not taking that stop sign. Hallelujah. By you slowing down the, the school song, you are, you, are, you are giving God glory. You are being careful not to take someone with you, to kill someone up there. By you not driving drunk. Anyway, you're not supposed to drink anyway. By you not driving drunk, you're doing good. But you're not supposed to drink anyway. But you think about these things. And you say, if my life is supposed to please God, if my life is to give God glory, then I got to do the right thing. That's what we need to do. We got to be an example. You see, they caught all these ministers lying in their taxes, stealing from their taxes, adding people, adding dependent to their taxes. Uh, you know, there was this pastor here who had, who had a, a real famous radio station, not far from where I am. You know, I got tempted to work, work with this man. People were telling me, Albert, you got to come, you know, and, and work at this radio station. Oh, man, this man is a no. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.